Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker, go by One Who Parks on Discord. This is Jeremy. Uh, you're not going to find me on Discord. I'm kind of big deal. I'm hidden. Discord. And this is Aaron. I go by Treffenwood on Discord. Uh, Jeremy, the only man with a blue check mark on Discord. Damn it! Mostly due to his COVID reports. Oh, fuck. Uh, anyway. Truth. Only truth. Never lies. Mm. Uh, God damn it, you Parker. guys gotta get her supported again. No, Jeremy already said COVID three times. I already know we have a blue banner. Uh, Great. COVID's not Parker, real. You're down to <laughs> 3,097 Brazier episodes. God, I hope I talked over that because I don't really need to get banned <laughs> from fucking... Alright. Alright, cool. We're just gonna leave that there. <laughs> just, just let it sit there. It's smoldering. Because <laughs> you know... The one thing that we're big on is telling only truth and facts. Mm-hmm. I know it's true. I read it on truefacts.com. <laughs> Will you fuckers <laughs> stop going on... down this slippery fucking I slip. saw it on a YouTube video <laughs> once. It's fine. Oh, we can definitely talk about conspiracy theories if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no! No, don't do no. that. Learn it. Alrighty. Um... Pretty much no other announcements. As usual, uh, we got our Patreon link and our partners links in the show notes. Um, Parker, is there anything else we got today? We got some news. News. Hey, news, 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 news. So, all of our news today. News, news, news. What is this? No, I'm just going to do that the whole time so that way you know it's the news. Okay. It's like our little ticker tape underneath my conversation, like yeah. underneath the, the, okay, good. It's like the breaking news, like music is me saying <laughs> <news>. <laughs> Yeah, but that usually fades, okay. Um, nope, news. So the Warrior Falls, uh, Wakadada and Rivals box, we have information about it. First off, and the most important news to me personally, is we have a release date, and the release date does not end in 23, which means <laughs> I did not lose a bet. There are not, in fact, four Wakandan leaderships in 2023. There are only two Wakandan leaderships in 2023, which means I lose some some probationary episodes, finally. And losing is good for you, just to clarify. Yes, I want less. (laughs) I want less probationary episodes. And I am so... So you're officially here saying that you lose. uh, Episodes. (laughs) <laughs> episodes i won a bet which never happens I'm, I'm going to be looking at the moon wondering if there are frogs falling from the sky that kind of shit but i did i i, I did lose episodes so what was the bet i have here on the, the screen oh so the bet was 400 of your episodes versus gaining 1600 okay uh, <laughs> that there would be less than four wakandan leaders in the the Year of our Lord 2023. So I think that uh, means I go sub 3,000. Well, see, now we're going to have to have a quorum here because these what? leaderships were published prior to Ooh. 2024. I see you quibbling. So it's like right you're there, going to prison. We did not. That, <laughs> I, I, see, <laughs> I see your quibble there, but there was an quibble? episode I remember distinctly where now, Aaron, maybe Aaron you said. Correct me, is the Wakandan leaders legal in TTS? God, no. Oh, okay. I I feel like this is one of those situations of infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters writing a novel. Mm -hmm. 
um, <clears throat> Parker won a bet. <laughs> I did. And Eventually it was going to happen, right? And that's the end of our podcast. Parker won a bet. And, yeah. and that was it. There's a there's a fun quote in uh, I can't remember what movie or TV show it's in, but the there's a, basically a math teacher talking about the concept of infinity and how how cool it is. And he's like, just imagine this: if you took um, an infinite series of numbers and then you converted those numbers into letters using an equation, uh, within that series of letters there would be every single piece of literature ever written in perfect like letter organization within that series of letters that is made from the series of numbers. Yeah. He's like, that's how unimaginably large, like the concept of infinity is. I was like, that's a really cool way to think about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, so the fact that Parker won a bet, that's, that's really reasonable when you think about it. Oh yeah. Within infinity, it's possible. Yeah. Within infinity. There's, I'm sure there's people that weren't even participating that have won bets on Parker's behalf somewhere else, not speaking the same language that never even heard of the podcast. All right, Parker. If anyone so, has been winning bets on my behalf, please give me the episodes. <laughs> please, that. please, please call into the show. Please, we'll we'll have a number posted. Please tell someone I care. <laughs> tell someone. <laughs> tell anyone. <laughs> that feels so good. So I'm at uh, two thousand six hundred ninety-seven. Oh, my back is lighter. I feel like I have space between my vertebrae now. Okay, now just oh, keep in mind nice. that we are going to enforce the shaved head now. Upon getting back to three thousand, uh, this is, this is we we already let you skate once. We let you <laughs> skate once on the twenty five hundred. So we're we're gonna hard enforce that on twenty five hundred. Yeah. Anyway, I would also like to officially announce that way there's no takesies backsies. Uh, Parker sleeping through any more episodes will result in immediately going back to three thousand. <laughs> okay. I'll take I'll take that. I'll stop falling asleep. Okay, that's fair. I think I fell asleep once ever, and it was exactly on the last one. So well, let's go. Well, you know this is going to happen, because if you do sleep through the episode, then there, you know there's a high chance that you'll fall asleep some point after that, and then I'll shave your head while you're asleep. Mm, interesting. First, choice. you will be swatted. Interesting possibility. Yeah, first, we you'll be to. swatted. We will watch you And then while in jail, swatted. I will pay the bailer, or the jailer, to uh, shave your head. I know I'm old when you say swatted, and I picture somebody coming to my house and like, like, like paddling you, like, like no, just like whacking me with just the tips of their fingers, which is what I imagine like a swat feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be uh, kind of like feeling. That. It's gonna feel worse yeah. than that. It doesn't feel exactly. Swatting is not that, children. It's not. Um, it's like the end of Vegas. Bad. It's the end of Christmas Vacation where they come plowing through your windows and shit. Yeah. Uh. We got some quant- uh, Wakandan tactics cards. The very first Wakanda text card we got is called Synthetic Heart-Shaped Herbs. It's an unaffiliated card. It's an active card. In Jadaka, so that's any Killmonger, can spend uh, uh, one power. No. Oh, no. what? Uh, Killmonger's name is Eric Killmonger. Isn't it? Oh, what? Yeah. Isn't it? I thought it was. No. No, no. We're, you're good. It is in Jadaka. I thought it was Eric Killmonger on the card. I don't know why no. I thought that. It's definitely wrong. Yeah, it's in Jadaka. Injidaka may spend. Uh, I'm sorry, you thought a person's name. I, I guess it is the Marvel Universe. <laughs> but, he goes by Eric. Yeah. Uh, Injidaka may spend one power to play this card. Uh, he gains the poison special condition, and then he gains also a superpower. For three costs, the Panther's power allows him to throw a, a terrain feature or enemy character size three or less within two short. Basically, it just gives him a throw. Of character uh, or terrain. 
Yeah. For three cost. Hmm. Oh wow, this is permanent. That's cool, right? Yeah, permanent. It seems poison permanent. Is not yeah, permanent, of course. You just gain it. Yeah, that's cool. It is yours. Yep. For one power and poison. So if you can spend a way, if you can find a way to throw off the poison and only cost one power, it kind of costs two if you, you know, two or more if you keep poison on you. Yeah, because you could um, first turn, you could like play it, advance, shake poison. Yes. Um, but yeah, you still need three power at some point. I think the poison's an interesting touch because it, it's something you have to work past because of the effect is strong, I think. Especially because it costs three and you want him to have power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, Aaron, Aaron, do we have a trash scale on this guy? Mm, unfortunately, not a well thought out one. Uh, we're going to go straight zero uh, for two reasons. One, it's a great ability. However, it's significantly costed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't know is how new Killmonger is going to spend that power. Old Killmonger would have hated this card. I think this is trash with old Killmonger. Because I can't imagine a time when my Killmonger has a bunch of extra power lying around and nothing to do with it. Like, getting power on Killmonger is key, so you can play Usurp and Charge and Spender, all those things Killmonger wants to do. So if I look at Usurper real quick... Uh, uh, same, he, same builder. And he has a lot of two-cost powers that he'd like to do. Yeah, Untamed Forest and Pounce are both great. Yeah. Um, the difference here is new Killmonger... I'm not sure I... Okay, I lied. I was going to say I didn't like a spender, but you can make it more than six dice, in which case it's pretty good. Yeah, we're going to go with straight neutral. It's a great ability, but I'm not sure it actually fits with what you're going to want either Killmonger to be doing, which is beating face. So, there's my initial hack. It's I don't know if... Because this does absolutely add to his ability to beat face, right? But specifically... Yeah, but- he is a mobile character, right? Both versions of him have pretty good mobility and the action economy, right? And this guy, this actively lowers his action economy. It trades action economy for a higher damage ceiling on a single activation. So you, it's just the ceiling, right? Because you have to get up to three power. So you have to kind of spike that rule if you play this card. So it is interesting. It turns him into a more static character, but a higher damage ceiling. So do you want that? Is that is that are we excited to play that? I guess is that why is that where your zero is coming from, Aaron? You don't know if you want to turn your Killmonger into that, right? So I think it's yeah, exactly. Well, I don't even think it. I don't think it has anything to do with action economy. Um, I would only use that if I already had the power to pounce. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I imagine yeah. you don't want to play it until you're ready to use it because you know poisoning yourself early in the game seems dumb, right? Which means the first time you play it, it's going to cost four. I mean, you could play it under Effectively, st- yeah. Strucker for shenanigans. I mean, you could play it on the turn you think you're going to get dazed as well, and then it won't matter that you got poisoned. Uh, this is true. Um, obviously, Spirit of Wakanda makes this a lot more live, because you can just go in on turn two, basically. Spirit of Wakanda does make this a lot more live, because mm-hmm. you can play it on turn one, like you said, move, shake, and then on turn two, you've got, you know either the charge or the pounce. Mm-hmm. And if you get any damage off your builder, you're probably also throwing. That so is, th- that's, that does supercharge it. So I don't think you shake the poison. I think you just double move on one, get an attack if you can, but likely he won't be able to. Um, you could throw your armament for a gainer sometimes. But I think it's more important to get into position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then on turn two, you just pounce in, immediately play this after your builder if it gives you enough power to actually use it. 
use it and then like hit somebody else or something. I think you don't. I think you wouldn't play it on one because you're just going to end up shaking poison when you don't need to shake poison. You just accept it that you have poison, but you can't poison yourself on turn one because then you're losing the power or you're losing the action. I think you just wait till you're ready to actually pounce. It's an interesting card. Not pounce, sorry. Throw. It's the best superpower in the game, just about being able to just attach it to a guy, but it takes a tactic spot, so it's like, okay, which one of the cards are you going to not right. take? I mean, it's so stacked already, especially Wakanda. It kind of has the the auto-includes, plus is there even a spot? Well, it's unaffiliated, though, so this could go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you could put it on him yeah. in, in uh, Cabal. That's true. Cabal does need a character like that. With Red that. Skull 1. Mm-hmm. It also takes Wakanda's best model that didn't have board manipulation and give him board manipulation. Or you can take him in an affiliation that just removes effects, right? Like, you don't even take that effect. Like, is, yeah. you do an Asgard Winter Guard? Uh, pinky up? Winter Guard? He would never fight with them. I you said I didn't so. like it on Killmonger 1, but I might. I, I think I actually yeah. do like it. You just stop spendering and start throwing. Yeah. I definitely have to test it out. So I'm going to stick by my zero. It's intriguing. It's definitely not a negative, but... The biggest issue being that it's on, on a character that already has one card it likes to play. And so you almost have to give up that second card. Uh, and I had I'd already been giving up that second card. Mm-hmm. Just because but you for were lots of reasons. Prob- you're probably giving it up, though, because you needed a tactic slot. Nope. Nope. I, nope. I found that... It was useless in 50% of the games I brought it. Yeah. Uh, so despite the it, fact yeah. that it could tilt one game super hard, it was like a dead card in 50%, and it, it just couldn't justify the, the spot in the five. Okay. So I took it out of my 10. This is definitely going to be a much more consistent card than Usurp the Throne. Usurp the throne. It's going to be more consistent. Yeah. You just have to decide, is it Black Ops Strike or is it a throw? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Black Ops Strike obviously being range three and stagger is a huge deal. And like that's kind of core to Killmonger One's kit. So if you replace that with this card, is that a viable character you would want to play? I don't know. To be determined. Anyway, what's next? Kil- Kilunas? Yeah, Kilunas Glory. It is an attack card that uh either Killmonger can play if he spins three power. Another way to spend three power to do some sort of spinter type thing. Uh, only this one's called Vengeance of the Betrayer God. At range three, it gives you seven dice, and after the attack is resolved, the target character loses power equal to the damage dealt. For each power lost this way, an allied character anywhere may gain one power. So think of this kind of like a penance stare that has less dice. It is mystic. Uh, so it's a range three, seven dice, pennant stairs that literally gains you power. So you want to talk about a crazy, Ooh, like, power it's... economy play. We already we talked about how pennant stair by itself kind of makes Ghost Rider playable because of that crazy power economy thing. This does something similar. Um, so it's, and on it's top actually of that, better power. than that, yeah. Because you it get is it much on better. any allied character. Including it him. have to be. Yeah. yeah. So if you wanted um, to play Kalaluna's Glory... And the new synthetic heart super herbs, you're not actually choosing to do both. Like, if you get some damage, you'll actually get it back for your spender or give it to another yeah. character. So I've, I've got a couple questions, rules questions, Aaron. Oh, shit. Go ahead. First of all, uh, does this prevent them from gaining power for the attack? Ooh. I want to say no, but let me see how. I, 
believe the answer is no, because this is an after the attack effect. Yeah. Which would also... So, oh, fuck. This which, is a horrible got, card. Hold on. Oh, my God. It's got several key things about it because of that. So, first off, it doesn't prevent them from gaining power, which means that they're guaranteed to theoretically have the power equal to the damage you dealt in a normal situation, which means that you can't, like, oh, I had zero power when you hit me, so therefore I have zero power after, so I don't lose any power. That's not likely how it's going to happen. The issue being that if the attack kills them, nothing happens because you can't lose power if you're dazed. Yep. So this has a big asterisk next to it, and I, I have a, a strong feeling people are going to play it wrong. Yeah, they're going to play it. They're going to play it like a uh, Ghost Rider, and it's not. I have yeah. a strong feeling uh, they fucked up when they wrote the card, and they're going to have to no, change I it. They I actually, don't think they did. You think it's correct that way? I think it has to be correct that way. Because then it would be an effect happening in the damage step. So you'd be interrupting their 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 day's effect to make them lose power. That'd be super weird. Well, if, if this is written correctly, this is like a negative eight. This is so fucking bad. Now, it is a, you know, seven dice mystic attack at range three that, oh, it does require an action. Yeah. Never mind. I was like, well, it doesn't require an action. Oh, no, it does. No, it's an action. Okay, so never it mind. is this literally bad. this or his normal spender at the exact same range, exact same dice, without the stagger trigger. Better, better effects. But you yeah. get Mystic. And you might give power to someone else. That's that's horrible. Yes, power. This is not a good card. <laughs> it's, in- it's interesting in situations, but uh, those are rare situations, I think. Because that now we're talking about a situation where the character has to like not be stunned, have a high health pool, be weak to Mystic, preferably... Um, you have to actually deal damage with this attack, and then you get to hand out some power. Oh, it'd be and great so, if you just start off and you do eight of nine, uh, you know, damage to Cosmic Ghost Rider. Leave him on one. Like that's like your ceiling. It's all. It is really nice. Wait, what? I see confused. this being really strong on uh, injured characters, right? Because a lot of injured characters start out with a ton of power and a pretty big health pool. Um, not all of them, but some of them, a lot of them do. They will not be stunned because they just flipped over. Why do you need one, them to have high power? Because it's going to, because they're, it's their equal power, to the damage. It's equal to damage dealt. So you just dealt that damage to them. They're going to have that power. No, but I would say this is the best case scenario because if they're mm-hmm. on 10 power, then you will deal five damage to them. Oh, I see. They, okay. they won't gain any power and then they'll lose five power. Mm-hmm. So, like, the best case scenario to use this card is you're. Killmonger 1, you daze them so you get a reroll token, so you're about to use this on them at the top of the their, the, the next activation. So before they get to activate and spend all that power you just gave them for dazing them, you do some damage to them with this, and they lose power, and you might gain power then to do a spender, and then you finish them off. So that would be like, or if you fail to finish them off, they have less power. So there mm-hmm. is that is the situation. It is, I think it's a finisher card for characters on their backside. And I think that is the most efficient way to use it. I'm not. I'm just making the best case for it. Yeah. I don't think it's a great. Card, I think it's better to be used is... in place of his spender because you hit him with the builder first. Make sure you have enough power to use this card, which probably won't be an issue. But then uh, you get to add in the two dice if for them being or for you hitting them a second time. So it ends up being a nine die mystic with a reroll in that situation. I, I, I don't, don't. I don't hate that. That's actually pretty good. It's. It is. It is not nothing, I think. I think it's supposed to be a finisher on a character's backside because because mm-hmm. of the way the health and, uh, works out. But like Yeah, you but said, then the power gains 
Yeah, the power gain is way less relevant later in the game. So, like, after people are getting dazed. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't think it's a bad card. I just don't think it's a good card either. Negative eight. Whoa! I, I think that's a little harsh. He's just sticking to his guns. He said negative eight earlier. I did. Uh, Fucking trash. I'm glad I, I'm glad I noticed the uh, after the attack effect trigger and not the other one. Jesus, All right, negative eight. What's next? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll try not to be shocked. Uh, well, also, like, but if you don't notice the active action format, like the new type of card, this card could be played completely differently. Because at first I didn't realize it was an action. And then secondly, Aaron didn't realize that they gained power from the attack. And so, like, this card's going to get played wrong all the time. Oh, yeah, this card is, somebody's going to play this exactly like Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's next? Trial by Combat. It's a Wakandan card, active. Any allied Wakandan character with an active leadership ability may play this card during its activation. Choose an enemy character with an active leadership ability within range 3 of the character that played this card. The chosen character and the character that played this card roll dice equal to their remaining stamina. The leadership ability of the character that rolled fewer crits, hits, and wild results becomes inactive for the rest of the round. So, TLDR... You can nullify uh, a opponent's leadership with a contested roll of health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to know my hot take? No, I don't. Moving on. Actually, yeah. I want to know Jeremy's hot take. Jeremy's, Jeremy's been awful quiet. I want to know what he thinks of Trial by Combat. I think it's an interesting format of a, 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 a card, a tactics card. This is a brand new kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as for if it's good or not, I have no idea. I, oh, I, I, think I don't it's, know. I think we can say how good it is, but I do. I do agree <laughs> that it is. It is a cool. It is a cool concept. The uh, the dream scenario we've been coming up with is um, you're playing against criminals. You use your leadership the entire round because if you if you fail the roll, you lose your leadership. So you use your leadership for the whole round, doing your rerolls or whatever leadership you happen to be using. And then as the last of your activations, you you double move your leader up next to Kingpin, and you roll the dice, and you have Heimdall on the table, which lets you reroll two of them, and you just try to Yahtzee him and lose his leadership for the end of the round. <laughs> it's an anti-Kingpin card. An anti-Kingpin card. It's pretty funny. I don't know if it's good. But it's I mean, it's a powerful effect, obviously, and it's a unique effect, like Jeremy pointed out. So it's uh, yeah. clearly going to have long re- repercussions in the game, even if it doesn't get played. Because the fact that that's now in play is going to be interesting. Like, I want to see like what happens when you just like get priority against Sam, and you're like, "Fuck your leadership!" You're like, "Oh shit!" Also, new T'Challa hits like a goddamn tr- truck. You know, he's mm-hmm. he is a he is the tip of the spear. He will fly across the table and drop your health really fast so that's part of the issue it's like why don't you just kill their leader then if you're playing this apex model like why don't you just kill them well i guess you would do this on the di- uh, correct me if i'm wrong but if you you can't target somebody who's dazed right this card <laughs> right you, so you can't so use their leader and then remove you can't it. That is daze them fucking stupid so, so you yeah. have to you have to stab them so hard you don't kill them <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then probably if you do that, can do it. right? And then you roll like your hopefully like six ish dice against their one or two ish dice, and again, still a look, you know, still a chance you fail and lose your own leadership. So this it is a bad card. However, 
there <laughs> is because specifically they have some you know this faction has some leaders that There's are absolutely capable of flying too, yeah. across and stabbing things like they they are uniquely positioned to get some work done or rather use this card a little bit more easily than some affiliations might but it's still such a Rube Goldberg for what benefit? Hmm. So how about this? Everyone go around and say which um, leadership ability you think this is best used against. That's not I, Kingpin? I already, I already said Kingpin. But you guys feel free to, to duplicate if you want. <laughs> Steve Vengers. Steve Vengers. Interesting. That's a kick That's definitely, <laughs> if you get Pryo against them, it's pretty awesome. Because you can do it before you attack them. Mm-hmm. Which then means that they don't get the cheap uh, the cheap discount on Bodyguard. Pretty cool. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? I'd need to look at a list real quick. None of them come just, to mind. Just throw something out. I don't fucking know. All right. He says Kingpin. All right, Parker. Um, I say like, any of the like consistently reactive stuff throughout the turn, maybe like A Force or A Force yeah. is just yeah. not good enough. Like, <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold enough. on. I want you yeah, to roll. He rolls twenty it's dice. She rolls twenty dice. <laughs> it's not gonna work. But yeah, uh, Heimdall. Remember, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I think you've got this. Um, it used my, to be Storm. It used to be Storm, right? But it's not anymore. Storm's not bad. Um, I don't know if it's the most important leadership, but it is nice, especially when they're like planning on that hop. Uh, a fun one is um, Wong running Convocation leadership oh. is pretty cute. <laughs> oh, ooh. I actually, I, I got one. I got Go one. Ahead. It's specifically against Black, uh, 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 Wakandan's style is Furies, because Furies, Furies allows, you, allows you to, uh, everybody gets aggressive. You're like, mm-hmm. no. Everybody doesn't have aggressive. Now I'm going to push you all around with all my pushy shit because they have so many pushing attacks. So like that. Interesting. With specifically Wakanda not liking Fury's leadership, I think that one might be one they would care okay. about. Okay. Mm, Daredevil. Uh, so Daredevil's a solid one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what's the worst leadership to try and use it against? Uh, Aaron already <laughs> pointed out She-Hulk's pretty bad. I was I'm going to go with. Think. I'm, I'm going to go with Dormammu because first of all, his leadership happens in the control phase. <laughs> yeah. And then secondly, uh, he's got fucking 10 or 12 health, so... I'm going to go with Star-Lord. Yep. Star-Lord, okay. Similar, Star-Lord's yeah. pretty bad. I'm going to go um, with uh, Red Skull, oh. Master of Hydra, because that happens during the control phase as well. How does that even... Does it just not think work against that. Star-Lord? I think by their ruling, it wouldn't do anything, because they've already argued that the tokens have the rules. I think that's But correct. are they saying that the, the rules have been removed because it's part of his leadership? It says the leadership becomes inactive. That just means the trigger to put the tokens down wouldn't work anymore. I, so would, I think I, I agree with that. I think I agree with that, which is why I said Star-Lord would have mm-hmm. no effect to take away his leadership mid-turn. See, this is a perfect example of how bad that ruling is. <laughs> well, also how bad this card is. Oh, it also prevents you from playing um, versatile leadership. Versal strategy. It Stop would, you from playing versal strategy because yes. you don't currently have an active leadership, yes. <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh no, there's other cards that require an active leadership too. Um, uh, Soldat activate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, requires an active leadership. You're like, nope, you don't have an active leadership. <laughs> That's hilarious. So your Soldat oh, is no longer active. I cannot wait for the rulings on this card. It's gonna be so fun. So there's like. The- Four Two people players. it would work against. Uh, everyone else is a horrible. No, yeah, the, this is a super niche card. Oh. But as leadership start continue to come out, this is going to be a long term thing. Uh, I, I've got one that could be interesting and useful mm-hmm. uh, that we haven't mentioned yet because it's just it just happens to be popping right now, which is black bolts. 
being able to turn off inhuman leadership could be interesting. But doing it on his backside is fucking hard because he has so much health. Sure. Well, yeah, you'd want to do it on the front side, though. Yeah. yeah. And that means you've got to go early, right? Mm-hmm. And that means you're within three of Black Bolt. How is your Wakandan leader not just fucking dead after they play this card? If I'm playing Black Bolt, I'm like, oh, you double moved and took away leadership. I guess we'll uh, just uh, eat you instead. Aaron, I don't think you understand. I am selling out to play Trial by Combat every game, no matter what. <laughs> if, if, I don't know how anybody got, can stop me. Yeah, if he's got Pryo with Black Panther, it's actually pretty easy. He just last activation double moves. Uh starts prio immediately plays the card maybe punches you once plays the card and then moves away and, or pounces or like that, that's pretty easy to get that card played okay it's still a total sellout for a shitty effect i'm not uh, this is mm-hmm. this heavy no, that's the problem it's like I think well, from now on, i think from now on everyone needs to only have four tactics cards plus this one in their list <laughs> yeah even though <laughs> they chase not each other that. around trying to fuck each other just <laughs> If this Fight became me. an unaffiliated card tomorrow, I still think. <laughs> no, Malekith would play it. <laughs> He's like, fuck your leadership. I think he just kills the leader. Like, that's the thing. It's no, just, no, he you just kill the guy it. next to the leader, and then you play it. <laughs> okay. No, it actually would be perfect for Malekith. Although, Jeremy, I do, I, I, I really like your, um, your position at the very beginning which is any time that you have to roll contested dice in a game me personally i think it's fun i like it just as long as the effect like this one i think is probably gauged correctly if the effect is not too ridiculous i I like contested roll stuff i think it's fun especially with this one because you're doing it with health so it's not a, a standard stat like defense or something like that it's let's i can manipulate it i can do things to 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 mess with it and make it stacked in my favor um I think it's I think it's a cool concept. I hope they do more things like this. I'm always happy when they come out with a new idea in the game, like this whole you can turn a leadership off. Oh, okay, that's cool. And it's not just add one die, add a reroll. <laughs> like, okay, that's really not interesting anymore. But then what will so. Aaron play? <laughs> but what would we do? I like that. things interesting, yeah. like damage reduction two on all my models. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something really fun, like yeah, can't move really or can't but, do anything. But what if my models had four physical resistance and damage four. reduction and seven hit points? Yeah, and got to reroll one die when attacking and defending. <laughs> What's that card do? I don't care. <laughs> All right, what's next? We got the last one. Yep, Bast's Blessing. The uh, T'Challa. Any T'Challa can uh, play this for three uh, power and an action. It allows him to do a mystic attack called Power of the Mother God. Range three with six dice. Before damage is dealt, place this character within one of the target character. On a double wild trigger, he gets Hunter's Joy. He chooses an enemy character within two of the target and then makes an additional power of the Mother God attack targeting the Chosen. So basically it's a cleave effect on a double wild. And it doesn't um, lose that ability. Yes, it does not lose that ability, meaning it, continue, it can Infinite continue attacks. to... It can continue to Hunter's Joy if you continue to get double wild. Which works specifically well with M'Baku, right? Because is M'Baku's once per turn? Uh, 
I think it is. It so is. you might get you okay. might get an additional trigger if Mbaku is your leader. I'm, I'm mm. looking it up now. No, you can change uh, them to a hit, not to a wild. Yeah, oh, right, that's, wild. that's not that's not wild too. That, I'm thinking of cap. I'm thinking of yeah. cap three. You need cap three. Yeah, there's yeah. so many guys Who's with these not abilities now where it's yeah. see a die, turn a die, see a die, turn a die, but they're not equal. Yeah, yeah. Um, only only Steve gives an extra special effect. So you'd have to spend four power to get Steve to trigger just once. It seems probably not good enough. For also, that. but can't play it because it's a Wakandan only card. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. So I actually think this card is possibly the best of the four. That doesn't say a whole lot. Wow. Um, Even over synthetic card shaped herbs, really? Well, I gave that a zero, so this one's going to be like a low positive. It's going to be like a three. Oh, um, okay. So why? Why? Yeah. Why is it so low or why is it so high? Why is it why so, so high? high? Because there's an actual play pattern that makes sense with it. Okay. Uh, so what if you wanted to make an attack that didn't push people away with Black Panther? One. Uh, what if you're playing on, I don't know, Researcher, and there's a bunch of people together? Uh, what if you are able to roll six dice instead of five with full rerolls hunting for your double wilds with a Shuri nearby? Like, I think those situations make the card worth playing. Uh, how many times do those situations come up in the game? Well, it depends on the game, obviously, but, um, you know, in, in a five or six game span, I'm not sure. Uh, but I could definitely see this making my 10 at least to begin with and then seeing how often it gets used. But six dice with full rerolls, and that's why you play this with Panther 1, because you want Mantle the Black Panther, because this does work with that. That's my, that's mm. my reasoning. Go ahead, shoot me down. Uh, soft disagree. I don't think you're wrong in your take. I think the the line of logic is sound. I just I don't see this card being that valuable, but I could be wrong. I honestly, if you had told me to rate them independently before we talked, I probably would put this fourth. Um, but it's mostly just because I think they're all very samey. Like there's not one that really stands out as obviously the best. The, the two strong effect ones are obviously very costed. And, you know, one of them is hard to pull off. The two attack cards seem pretty samey, but I actually would say that the Killmonger one seems a bit better, but that's only because he can reliably put nine dice into a mystic attack that gains power for his team. The The Hunter's Joy thing, like six dice to double wild, even with mantle, it's still pretty unlikely, but it's probably relevant. My problem with it is, let's say I... Let's say I don't get the best roll. I get like wild hit, and so I reroll two. Di- I reroll you know dice that aren't skulls, and I get wild wild hit. Or like so, I got three. I got Henry Joy. Great. You block two. I did one, mm-hmm. and so then I do another six die attack. It's the other guy next to me, and I roll one wild and two mm-hmm. hits. I reroll no more wilds. Cool. It's still just like two six die attacks, right? It's just not. I mean, it's potentially very good with the fact that he's rerolling all yeah, dice. Yeah, yeah I'm, um, I'm not. I'm not saying it's yeah. it's bad. Um, I don't think the it's fact that it costs bad. a tactic slot is really what's getting it for me. I like that he actually gets to place one because if you're in a weird like you just took a bunch of damage, got like thrown away, and you woke up and you're like, okay, I got ten power Black Panther, let's go. It's like this card's actually really good in that situation because it lets you close the gap to immediately start pouncing. You can mantle first, and maybe you'll get lucky and trigger a Hunter's Joy, or maybe even two, 
and then maybe do a big kinetic burst into the pile of them after you get there. Like the the potential is there, but I just feel like it's not going to happen often enough to justify the tactics card. Is the only reason I'm not excited about it. I can buy that. Uh, without any sure rerolls, the uh, possibility for a double wild, assuming you don't reroll hits or successes, rather, is twenty one percent. And that's just straight up six dice with the full six dice reroll. Any if you add some shuri into there, it gets to that seems high twenty five percent. Well, I can't argue with math. Yeah, and again, that's not rerolling stuff. So again, I don't. I look at hunter's joy triggering as a uh, a Fun pure, pure benefit. Right, that's the ceiling yeah. of the card. If I, it didn't have hunter's joy, you'd still be interested. Um, not as much. So the chance a twenty to twenty five percent chance of Another six die reroll all attack is really good. Um, so it has to be on the card for it to be worth it. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. in, for me to include the card in my 10, I think it needs that. But I could see using this for the extra mobility it gives. Um, like sometimes I don't want to have to pounce just to get within range two. I'd like to pounce into you. Like, oh, this one lets me place next to you and then pounce into you. So it could be a damage multiplier in that respect. So I still think it's totally fine if Hunter's Joy isn't on the card. Uh, I do agree with you. It's in the wrong affiliation because Wakanda is already so strapped for cards. Uh, mm-hmm. The card itself, I think, is good. Uh, I think it's going to have a hard time making the, f- the five. I honestly feel like it's going to have a hard time making the ten. Um, I Like you, we talked about, though, it doesn't do bad stuff. Like It's not like it's a bad card. It's just in a you know card-hungry faction. Same thing, this card came out in Brotherhood. It's like, you're like with Sabretooth, you're like, I don't care. Like, I literally don't care. Like, there's too many cards already. Um, anyway, yeah. Jeremy, what do you think? Just more Wakanda stuff. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't care that much. I'm not excited. Jeremy's never been more excited. One time. Just not recently. Just one time. <laughs> to me, it's kind of weird. Because Wakanda had... Do you think this is kind of like uh, when, you know, referees in games make kind of a bad call early in the game, and so they just kind of like... The makeup you know, card. Slow, yeah, slow pitch the rest of it for that team. They're like, oh shit, we kind of... We, 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 we went too hard. We're, we're going to back off and, you know, give these guys the freebies. I feel like this is kind of what happened to Wakanda, because they have some just absolutely over-the-top power spike tactics cards that are just for them. And I feel like all four of these are so mid that I feel like it's almost some sort of like, yeah, we're sorry. We would keep printing out Wakanda cards that are over the fucking top. So we'll go ahead and just make four of them that you probably will never see on a competitive table. They're not bad, I, but they're just not, they're I not definitely don't close to the curve. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got what you're saying, but I, I don't really feel that way. I think they, they were in the mindset here of let's just make cards that are very thematic around these two characters because that's the whole point of the rival box. Um, the last rival box we got didn't have that necessarily. Like it had a little bit of it with like Happy Birthday Runt and all that stuff, but it was mostly about making Weapon X an affiliation. And so a lot of the cards were more centered around the Weapon X than it was about wolverine and saber tooth mm-hmm. the, the box before that was only reprints and so they didn't get an opportunity to do anything special so i think they've they really wanted to make this box feel like this is all about the rivalry between these two leaders of wakanda 
And so that's I think that's all they were worried about. I don't think they were worried about making Wakanda good or bad. I think they were worried about making making these characters feel iconic. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I see that. And generally speaking, character specific cards do not usually end up being meta cards. That's just kind of the way it works. Because they're they're normally very much about making a character good and not helping your team. That's true. If you want to, if you want to spice up your favorite characters, those are yeah. good cards for that. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Do we have any other news today? That's the news that I know. Unless somebody else wants to hit me with some. Nope. That's all I had. All right. So for people that didn't know, over the weekend we had a small get together at the Geekery. Some of small. us called it. A team-up tournament. It was quaint. It was quaint. Uh, Aaron refused to be on my team. Um, so I decided to team with Parker of my own volition <laughs> and not because he insisted. I kind of stood next to you raising my hand like that kid in class and just kind of jump up and down. And I was like, all right, does anyone want to be on my team? And then Parker raised his hand. I was like, anyone at all? Yeah, anybody <laughs> Literally, at all. anybody can be on my team. <laughs> Me, me, me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm like holding my arm with the other arm because it's getting tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> much like when they like, what was it? Was it table salts made of like the two most toxic substances known to man? And But it, it works. Mm-hmm. It's like that's that's basically what happened. <laughs> it was either going to absolutely kill both of us or we were going to win. That was the only way it could end. Well, I think we came up with a really good scheme, which is we collaborated together on the list. Mm-hmm. We were very satisfied with it. We had and- very similar opinions going in. Uh-huh. Uh, Parker was like, I want to play wizard stuff and and defenders. And I was like, yeah, and I want to play kingpin with webs. So, like, we're right there right now. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> we were super eye to eye. Yeah. Um, but the one thing we settled on was Doctor Strange is fun. So, we we're like, let's just put all the Doctor Strange stuff in a list. Mm-hmm. And so, we played uh, double convocation with Hydra and Dark Dimension. It was super relevant, very important. Mm-hmm. Hydra um, and Dark Dimension was our key strategies yeah it's it very important um effectively though what we ended up playing was the convocation list i was playing recently which was the what if we took um modok and ultron 2 in convocation but when you add an additional four points to it due to the format because it's team up you get four extra points uh the list goes from interesting and fun to very good i think because the the real problem with the list was that they were just you're just a little thin on model count because it's not a tall list necessarily, but it's also not a wide list. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron, what did you play in the team up tournament? Uh, Jason and I wanted to put Captain Marvel two on the table for the first time, just kind of see how she worked. So we thought Inhumans would be a good place to play her. Uh, so we played Inhumans with Marvel two. Cool. And uh, I don't really want to talk about how that went. <laughs> that good. Care huh? me. Huh? Jeremy, what did you play? <laughs> um, me and uh, Kenny, we played Guardians, and the idea was essentially to um, field double Ghost Rider or Cosmic Ghost Rider and Hulk in every game and just uh, kill people. That's cool. what we did. Very nice. All right. Um, so rounds. Uh, round one, myself and Parker played against uh, two of our semi-locals from Ottawa. They were good opponents. Um, I'm drawing a blank on what they played, though. Um, it was a straight up uh, Guardians. Guardians, like, that's right. Guardians yeah. plus Ghost Rider. But it was mm-hmm. a OG, Ghost, OG Rider Ghost Rider and Guardians. 
Um, I remember the game. I just didn't remember what they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, our Ultron 2 had the game of games. Uh, <laughs> he had the best activation I've ever seen in Ultron had. I would say the game of games. He had the activation of activation. He, he had the healthy side of games. Because <laughs> like, yeah. he was he was poopy as shit on the back side. He was absolute on, dog shit. On the front on the side, side, he yeah. was god mode Ultron. It mm-hmm. was so funny. Um, what was it? He activates... Uh, First thing he does is he does the the blast attack into Nebula and just like straight KOs her, I think, because mm-hmm. he dazed her the turn prior. Then he um, does the spender, um, throws their Ghost Rider into their other model. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a Groot. Uh, was a Groot, yeah. So Groot gets hit by Ghost Rider. Uh, then the explosive force and the collision ends up killing the Ultron bots. So they explode, dealing yet more damage. And oh then, no, it, was, it wasn't into the group. We threw them into the bots, that's what it was. Yeah, we threw them into the bots. And yeah. so the, the bots die and does the damage back. And so uh, the spender ends up basically dazing him. And then uh, he advance, or no, he doesn't advance, he just oh no, that's what it was. Because his shot killed uh, Nebula, he did uh, Wicked Judgment into us. And then because we were playing Convocation, he got to leadership bump forward in the middle uh-huh. of his activation. And then he was in line to throw the size 4 into somebody else. So he throws the size 4, resummons the bots automatically. It was, And they like bow somebody out of play. It was, it was so, so stupid. He had the best activation ever. Uh, but yeah, that game was actually really close to the end. Um, we ended up getting it on time, but they were actually in a pretty good board state. Um, yeah, their Ghost Rider went ham, and yeah, with, his two, with his two actions and nothing else, dazed three characters. Yeah, just like he did, a, he did a beam. The beam dazed three people. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the <laughs> dumbest I've never seen. They a were Ghost Rider. not injured. <laughs> they were not hurt at all. They just straight full the deaded three people they with a off. five dice beam. What was really crazy is that he did it to the health on all but mm-hmm. one. He overkilled us by one on one of the attacks. Yeah, you know, it was just like. I sacrificed one of them off of somebody because I was worried yeah. that they were going to die. And then through so, a sacrifice, he did this. Yeah, and so then the the other attack, he's like, "I'll just do a chains into this person and just." Oh no, he did a um, he did a penance there, but I did um, sacrifice and I did another tactics card. So I only had two power on me, and I had like seven health, and he just still one shot it. And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess you got it." <laughs> um, but anyway, that was our round one. Aaron, how did your round one go? Uh, it went really well. We ended up nice. playing against uh, Quentin Austin uh, with their Thanos CGR uh, shenanigans. Uh, their Thanos CGR did not have a great turn two, uh, and we, I think, dazed CGR back, and I think Thanos, uh, and just ended up killing his, I think, CGR to, to just kind of take it on a scenario of victory that was determined by the attrition uh, that the Inhumans had. Um, so yeah, he failed. We succeeded. Dice were dice were good. It was a straight down the middle kind of game, so there wasn't a whole lot to talk, talk about other than that. Cool, Jeremy. Um, our first game was um against Richard, who was kind enough to let us annihilate him. <laughs> um, the only thing that can be said is he was annihilated and he rage quit on I think bottom of two. Uh, yeah. I, it was, the thing is, is like, it was, we were giddy with, uh, I mean, it was literally Drunk five dice, yeah. Five, yeah, five dice were doing seven damage. It just didn't matter. <laughs> it was one of those games and it's like, um, it's better to just call it than play it out. <laughs> yeah, well, like... uh, you know, he, he, 
Yeah. <laughs> Richard was I'm sure Richard was not pissed. happy. <laughs> super pissed. He walked yeah. away after, I think, first turn and was like, I gotta walk away. So he walks away and we're both looking at each other and I'm like, huh, this isn't going well. I'm like, but you know, now it'll we calm down. break him. Uh, it didn't calm down it and calm he down. was completely, like, annihilated. Uh, and we were playing, it was Cosmic and Hulk that was just going ape shit on him. Um, yeah, it was not a fun game for him, which completely understandable. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he was happy to tell me after round two that he had an average dice day because everything that happened to him against you happened to his yeah, opponents in round that's two. That's what I heard, and he yeah. just absolutely liquefied his opponents' army. Yeah. Pulp. <laughs> it's like, oh god. Alrighty. Uh, so moving into round two, um, Parker and myself got to play against Aaron and Jason. Uh, always good opponents. We did a no CGR truce uh, in round two, so we didn't play CGR. Um, my my favorite thing about our match is, I'm sure, the least favorite thing about our match for Aaron. <laughs> One fucking goal. One goal all goddamn day. Uh, turns out uh, Captain Marvel 2 is not happy when she gets pen and stared three times in a game. <laughs> oh my She's God. like, I got to find power. It's like pen and stare. <laughs> She's uh, like, I'm going to activate next. I have four power. I, was, I don't know, Aaron, if you... If, Aaron, because I was sitting in a kind of a funny position at the table where I couldn't see Ghost Rider behind some terrain. Mm-hmm. And so we were looking... I was looking at the board going, man, we really... Carol's, you know, in a prime position to start going off. She's got all the power she needs to do the binary thing. She's got lots of characters in range and lots of terrain and throw. Like, there's toast. She could really go ham right now. I'm not sure how to activate. So I turned to Brenna and I go, Brenna, I think we need to activate I don't know, like Strange, maybe? I'm not sure he's going to be able yeah, to do to it. Yeah, to try and kill and, Captain And Marvel. then Brandon, he did no look, doesn't even look at me, <laughs> goes, I can make Ghost Rider. And he just like puts down the long terrain. I just picked up the three power and dropped yeah. it on the table. I said, Ghost Rider activates. And I, and I see him appear from behind a canister and like reappear next to her. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And, and Aaron, did you see him there? Like, were you expecting that to happen? I was just curious. Um, there's so much shit that you could have done. Yeah. I don't know that expected is the right word. Was I shocked okay. by it? God, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think it was obvious play if you think about it, but yeah, it was just, really I that it, the, the turn's constantly changing because we're playing Convocation with Ghost Rider. So every time someone activates, their power's moving because they're playing Inhuman, so they're moving power around. And then when they attack us and damage us, we're getting power on Ghost Rider. Then when you damage people, people are moving. So it's a it's a rapidly evolving board state, which is why we had to spend so long looking at the board and thinking about stuff. And so like the it's just like because Black Bolt did damage that turn, or like because you know so and so did damage with their attacks, all of a sudden Ghost Rider had eight power on his second activation. And it's just like you know you could also walk up and flub the roll because she's got energy absorption. So if he's like two wilds on the blocks, it gets real bad for us. I think he, I think he did significant damage into our Zemo. That's how I got his power because I, or yeah. we purposely did not attack as much as we would have wanted to because fucking yeah. Ghost Rider's on the board, right? But when yeah. you walk up, yeah, he just walked up and fucking four diced or not four diced, but did four damage into Zemo, left him mm-hmm. on one, got the four power plus his power up. So he started turn two with six before we'd made an attack, right? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, when your first activation is to to, to drive over and and uh, pennant stare, and then fucking Marvel two is just like, well, I guess I can five dice energy you in cover because you've got mm-hmm. fucking books up. So yeah. yeah, like a fucking two and a half threat. Yeah, 
Yep. She got no power. Fine. Keep feeding her power. Feeding her power. Turn three, you activate first. Ghost Rider penance there. Like, I'm fucking done with both of you assholes. Yeah. You got really quiet then. I didn't know if you were mad at us. Um, Like, not actually mad. And then and after a while, Jason's like, so what should we do? And you're like, I don't care. <laughs> Just do whatever. This game was over on turn two. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You dazed four of our models turn two. It was definitely. We over. did. I think it was actually five. But yeah. No, because both our models that had extracts were not dazed. Um, Didn't we yep. have six people, though? Was it just Ronan, five? Ronan, Ronan yeah. and Quicksilver yeah. were on we the other side of the board. We had six, without. so you dazed four of them. The other two, okay. uh, you left. Uh, it definitely was not for lack of trying. I tried to get that fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah Red, Skull, Red Skull was the only one who did not roll hot fire that turn. Everybody else mm-hmm. was... My dice were Parker dice for everybody else. So mm-hmm. all I wanted to do is test out Marvel 2. How was she? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. How was she? Jeremy, how was your game? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so we also had ups and downs. Um, so we're getting ready to go into the story of how we had some downs. Uh, if you heard uh, earlier, dear listeners, uh, we played against Quentin and um, his friend. What is his name? Austin. I, I was, Austin. Austin. Um, I hear that there's there's myths that uh, Kenny's screams of rage are still heard in the Grand Canyon echoing from wall to wall. <laughs> Man bear pig? Yeah. Man bear pig is um, screaming. <laughs> so looking at what they had available, so I mean, they could have dropped um, any sort of eight point model, seven point model, whatever. And we could have as well. And what happened is we kind of list chickened each other. And we went slightly wider than we probably should have. If if one person would have went tall, like super tall, that would have been amazing. But we mm-hmm. both kind of stretched out a little bit, afraid that we were going to play like 24 points with four models or three yeah. models. Like it was going to be silly. Um, we we did the Cosmic Ghost Rider dice off um, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They won that one uh, by one one hit, right? It's always that way. Yeah, so it comes out lost, exactly. Yeah, we lost Cosmic to that. And at that point, Kenny broke. And mm-hmm. he was no longer um, the fun, jovial guy that we know and became <laughs> some sort of dark hatred mass that uh, was pretty much done playing the game entirely. Yeah. Um, that's that's I, why we were so worried about you at WGC. It's like there was that moment when like something just snapped and we were like, oh, God, this isn't Jeremy anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I'm so used to Ghost Rider and Big Dice failing me. It didn't really bother me. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. We kept playing, and it was one of those that just kept... It never gave back, right? Like, mm-hmm. we do an attack that had a throw on it. Do the attack, do the throw, one damage, when we should have got an average of, like, two or three, you know? Or we could have spiked and actually done something. And we just kept bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, and eventually we lost that game, Um but Kenny gave up at turn two and really stopped caring or paying attention, which kind of like in a team tournament that that was kind of like, gosh, you know, like it, it didn't feel great. I wish I wish yeah. he could have kept his head in it. Um, and I think for his own psyche, he needs to work on that a little bit. Tends to break mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but yes, yeah, we lost that will. game. Did you? <laughs> no, I said I will. Send oh, him now. But you know what? The thing is, is, you know. Richard broke too. Like this game somehow mm. breaks people in a special way. I don't know why or how. <laughs> um, I've been there. Um, <laughs> it just didn't happen to me during this tournament. So, hmm. yeah. After playing so much like web warriors and stuff, like I feel like I've started letting dice get to me more than they used to, and I, I need to work on that. 
Um, but yeah, overall, I had a I had a fun time. Uh, I thought we were uh, we unfortunately got to play two rounds because it was a uh, we only had twelve players in a team tournament, so it was six teams. Um, but yeah, could have gone to three rounds. We uh, had a couple pickup games afterwards, which was fun. Um, I like these silly formats occasionally. Uh, this is one of my favorite like throwaway formats that's just fun to do every once in a while. I like the format a lot. Uh, it's to me, it's super nice to be able to play a game with someone and, and discuss what you're about to do. Uh, yeah. That's always nice, and not have to kind of like carry the entire load on your own shoulders. And if it fails, you're like, I'm an idiot. It's like, no, dude, yeah. we talked about it. Like that was just a bad roll. Like it's fine. Just move on. Yeah. Um, are you going to are, are you prepared to announce in the cast what the next tournament's going to be? Because I am really excited about the next format. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said it at the store, but it, it is, um, we're going to do Battle Realms for the December tournament, not the December tournament, the January tournament. Um, Battle Realms is the pick band format posted on their site, so it's an official format. Um, I've only ever played it once with Jeremy, uh, mm-hmm. but I had fun with it. it. The main thing is that you have to build, like, a flexible list. You can't have one plan. Because you will not be allowed to play your one plan. And I think it's actually it would be really good to break up some of like the cookie cutter teams that you see every single time you go to an event. Uh-huh. Um, do the pick ban. I mean, I can pull it up real quick, but uh, I don't want to misquote it. So the, um, the order is going to be the first player is going to pick a guy. Uh, then they'll ban one, pick two, ban three, pick two, ban two pick two, ban one, pick one. And so it, it kind of accelerates in the middle and then tapers back off. So you're basically only going to get one guaranteed model from the list you brought. So like if you've, let's say, for example, I built a a uh, kingpin list. I've got my, what is it? I think it's 15, yeah, 15 characters. So I like for sure know that kingpin is obviously crucial because if I don't pick kingpin, then I'm going to lose him as soon as we get to the next round. So my opponent will recognize that that's what I'm probably trying to do. So you basically get to guarantee your leader or your other most important model, and then your opponent gets to start banning things. And so you need to be really cautious to do that. When we played this way back in the day, though, actually uh, the the um, Infinity Gems were part of the character selection. So you had to, um, if you wanted to take Thanos, he was three of your picks. Yeah, <laughs> it I was like, about a, that oh boy. Yeah, no, so that was really weird. Uh, so it basically just nullified Thanos out of the game, which was a cool thing on its own. But uh, yeah, it, it's super cool. So if you've got a really flexible, like, I'm just going to take every criminals thing and I'll have four leaders or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, you will be really flexible and it'll be really hard for your opponent to like scalpel out your important stuff. And that will allow you to like first pick, take Black Cat or Rhino or somebody important to your like overall strategy, but not that isn't your leader. So there's some cool things like that. But yeah. Yeah, it does allow you to do one of the things that I don't like about multi-leader lists, which is when am I ever going to run this other leader based upon the models that I picked, right? Like I could put Daredevil, you know, uh, sorry, uh, Shadowlands Daredevil in the list, but I don't have really the models to support him because I built a Kingpin list, right? But this one mm-hmm. you could actually flesh that out and, you know, based upon what your opponent's doing. I'm a, yeah. I am excited to do that because it lets you do exactly that kind of thing. Of note, the pick ban is decided after mission selection and threat value choice. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what you're playing when you go to choose your uh, your roster will be culled from 15 to 8, and then you choose of those 8 for your squad. Yep. 
Uh, also, you don't have to select tactics cards in advance. You just take whatever five you want for your squad. I'm going to have a, like, this is, this is what I'm bringing for tactics cards. It's a big mm-hmm. fucking brick whole thing. I mean, you could probably do with like, you know, 12 to 15, but yeah, yeah you could go psycho you with it, I guess. Yeah. I, God, I, need, I, I need all three copies of Heave Ho. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, like, I need all my Sentinels out. cards, unless for, in case for some reason, I don't know. <laughs> because there's no reason to bring my Sentinels cards. But you it have is. To definitely be on a timer. Yeah. So what I would recommend, uh, uh, the easiest way to do it for me is like, because you got your four or five minute chess clock there, you just do maximum five minutes each and you just use your clock. And if anybody hits 40 minutes exactly, they they um, don't get to make decisions anymore, basically. <laughs> like, just come like what you said, come with 12 to 15 it's... different Tetris cards that you think are going to work for your mm-hmm. team because you know what you're trying to do. It's not like yeah. you're going to start, oh, I have 260 options. What should I pick? No. That, well, I mean, that's, yeah. As long as I was you... talking about the character pick ban, not oh. the tactics cards. If you take that long to pick your tactics cards, there's a problem. Well, pick ban should be relatively quickly. It should be, it should probably take longer than choosing your tactics cards, though. Sure. Your chess cards should be like, these are the not banned cards that I'm choosing to take because they're the best five. Which nice that you don't have to go like, oh man, what if I had brought brace? It's like, well, you have you have brace. Like you just take whatever you want. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's still governed by the banned and restricted list, right? I don't know if it actually says here, but I we would enforce that. I think. Yeah. So you would still only have to be able to take two restricted, but you would have access to all of them. Yep. I think this is gonna be really fun. Uh, what would you guys feel about in the future just doing a um like a points modified event? Where it's like we just played higher points than normal, because I think that's one of my favorite aspects of the team up format is that it lets you play higher points. So you can like, in my opinion, there's a lot of affiliations that are really strong because they're strong on the current point system. Like I think Convocation specifically struggles to build strong lists at like 17 points. Like once you get up to like 17 or sorry 1920 area, they start getting better. Um, but they, they really struggle at low points because they, they have a lot of their affiliation is based around you have like your backline support characters comboed with expensive premium models. And that just means you end up having like four guys and it's really rough. I personally am not a huge fan. Okay. But that's just because like Ghost Rider as a specific example, like interaction with Marvel 2 aside, um, mm-hmm. it is stupid at higher point values. Like he is a bit of a detriment, right? He, he's not worth it unless you're being attacked but you can obviously if you get two more people in your squad because you're playing five points higher you know certain models become so much better let's put it that way yes fair compounding leaderships and compounding like global buffs and stuff like that definitely adds up i think there are seams you can try to exploit that are imbalanced more than the base game uh, that wasn't something Jason and I wanted to do at the team up tournament. Like we just wanted to kind of, hmm. you know, put some Inhumans, add, add Marvel to, and, and, and run with it. Like that wasn't a an exploitative seam that we we're looking to engage. Um, but I think you could at higher point totals, and that's not something I really want to do. How about that? Okay. Nor do I want to not do it and then get mad when my opponent does it to no detriment of themselves, right? And mm-hmm. then just lose the game because they're playing degenerate shit that they should be playing if they want to win. Uh, and I chose not to. So anyway, not to say I wouldn't participate, but that'd be my two cents. Cool. I see. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I feel like it'd be fun to play smaller game and do more rounds. Maybe I'm crazy, and the game would devolve, and it wouldn't be any fun at all. But I, I wanted, I would 
be interested play to know. More rounds. So do um, you like three models per player, but play like ten rounds? I guess, but I, something like that. I, I would have to do the math to find out like how possible. Well, it is. unless you play different missions, the scoring would be pretty similar, <laughs> um, and models would die probably even faster because the lower point total means that a lot of people are weaker models in general, like you know cheaper models. Um, Maybe it falls apart. I just we often, I think it works. I just think it gets a little. Points. I don't boring, know if because if every model is just three pointers beating on each other, it gets pretty boring. Mm, perhaps. Yeah, I'm I'm against the the high point thing unless it's the team. Mm. I, I like that, but you like that. I will only say on the team up. Yeah, I will say though that I am intrigued about battle realms, and mm. I don't think I would hate every other tournament being that way. Um, it do it doesn't even need to be that often, right? Like, yeah, it, I, even once every four months is a nice palate cleanser. I like the idea of the variety that it offers. I think that might be good. I mean, I remember not hating it when we did it. It just took a minute. We yeah. Figure out and it was, it was also the first time we had ever done it. And so, like, we yeah. didn't really understand. And it was also, like, Wild Wild West back then. Like, everything was fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like, you know, Doctor Strange with the time zone was just like, well, fuck. And so, like, I think our first pick was something like you took Corvus number one and you're like, so you're either going to ban the reality stone or Thanos. And it's like, like, we're some situation we were in. And it was just like, oh, man, this is so weird. Oh, no, that's what it was. You I think you took like Corvus and then I banned Star-Lord. And you're like, oh, shit, that was my leader. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to take your leader first. So you're like, fuck. <laughs> Corvus was really good back in the day. Anyway, um, uh, another thing I've been throwing around, I really want to try um, doing um, pick ban in the missions. And so when you get to the table, you just reveal your three missions based on uh, who won Pryo. And then your opponent bans one of your three missions. And then you ban one of theirs. And then you both just pick of the two you have left which one you want to play. So that way neither player gets to play the mission they want to play but they also don't have to play the mission they don't want to play. So you basically always end up in the middle. That way there's never the extreme. So like you, if you don't want to play Researcher, because you're like, I just fucking hate Researcher, it's like, well, you never have to play Researcher. That's a choice you can have. But then also at the same time, you don't get to play on Scoundrels. You'll have to play on like Infinity Formula or something. I'd be fine giving that a whirl. Mm -hmm. I think it's a fun middle ground that gives you a little bit more like, um, you know, onus over the game. I, I would feel love like a world where all the missions were included and you just drew two randomly up. Out you have the to whole fucking game? deal with that. Yeah, you I, just have to I'm, deal with that. You have to... I'm good with that too. I mean, I'd I love would prefer to build that. I think over the current game. The only problem I have is like there, there's such a wide range. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's... Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> but the I take it back. I, I would not like to do that, but solely because pay to flips exist. <laughs> no, but. Uh... Like, I, every time I flip spider portals, I would just rage mode the entire game. <laughs> I think the the one thing about the uh, pick ban method we're going to do in the next uh, tournament, and something like you look at your opponent's pick ban, uh, some method of pick ban for missions, is that, especially for the mission ones, there's kind of two tiers of, of play, right? Uh, in terms of skill, being able to, before the game even begin, look at your opponent's list and go, ah, I see from the 18 models you brought, or I see from the three missions you selected what you are trying to do. And mm -hmm. there is a level of familiarity with the game required and skill game with the required. And so um, 
I feel like it almost, maybe I'm wrong, I feel like it could heighten the difference between players, or rather, greater, more greatly impact the outcome of the game based upon experience, right? I As would, opposed to I the would experience generally player. agree. Yeah. Uh, before, the experienced player was already advantaged. Now they're even more advantaged because they're able to manipulate something they weren't able to before, and the opponent cannot as easily do that. Well, I would also so. say that it's not necessarily experience, it's more game knowledge. Yeah. Like the person with the widest game knowledge, which doesn't necessarily mean the person who's played the most games. Not necessarily. Right? And so it's just the person who understands like the format the most is probably going to have a stronger advantage. The thing I really like about this format is it instantly shatters meta lists. It's like, okay, what's the most pot? Like, let's just take Sam Ventures. It's like, okay, we start the pick ban. They choose Sam. I ban Iron Man. It's like, okay, well, I pick, you know, Bill next. Like, cool, I ban Luke. And you're just like, well, this is now going to be a very different looking list at the end. And you're like, cool. Given that everyone is going to be fairly new to this format, I don't think anyone coming here is going to have be very versed in this exact format. Kind of everyone will be learning at the same time. And like I said, obviously, like you pointed out, game knowledge, like like broad game knowledge is going to be very important. But I think what a lot of people will do just as a rough starting starting off point is you're going to ban the models you know are strong and that combo well with the models your opponent has already drafted. And so if they start off with like drafting CGR number one overall, it's like, well, it's pretty easy to just like point at Star-Lord. Like, okay, Star-Lord's gone. So you just lost your Guardian's affiliation. And, you know, it's a pretty easy leap from there to know. It's like, all right, well, now that you've lost access to crew with the Milano, now like bringing stagger models is more valuable, stuff like that. And so, like, little things are going to go a long way. Now, obviously, as the meta develops, wider game knowledge, like knowing, um, you know, like how many leaders he has, stuff like all kinds of little intricacies are going to start to develop. Um, but I think, first off, people have the list of models they don't like playing against. And going to a tournament. Band. Yeah, exactly. Like, people have, like, their trigger models. Like, they just don't like. Like, I don't like playing against Voodoo. I think he's bad for the game. And so, like, I can just make that choice because no one's going to pick Voodoo first anymore. He's just not there anymore. So I can just get rid of Voodoo and I can play a game and feel happy that I, even if I lose, like, I didn't have to play against the model that annoys me. I think I think that's really where I'm hoping to go. Yep, that's what, that that's why I think it'll be cool. Crimson Dynamo, go. Bill, gone. Like, a handful of these annoying little shits that are just, ugh, gone. All right, so we've just discovered that we're gonna, about to play the worst format ever. Is basically what we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yes, very much. Alrighty. Um, let's see. Jeremy, did you find that list? Uh, I can grab it. Hold on. Okay. Hello. Hello. Uh, okay, what do you want to know? I was just curious. Uh, did you guys see anybody responding to any of our questions over the the weekend through the Discord? I assume not, but no, you know, to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, I just thought it was funny. Over the weekend, we immediately saw impact of uh, some of our our guesses and models, and uh, we don't have to do anything with it. But I, I just thought it was fun. I was very happy with the, the question segment you did last week. Cool. Yeah, I plan on doing that about once a month. Kind of once every four. Like, I can do something like that. Alright. Uh, so, we know the answer. The model in the core set that will eventually change the meta is not 
in fact, Captain Marvel 2. It's Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> One game. Uh, that's the data we have, sir. Yeah, data. <laughs> we will move forward. These are uh, overreaction corner hot takes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I know for a fact that two people rage quit on one side of the table or another based around some of these questions. Okay. What else was of import? Uh, best model in the game. Uh, the only thing that stopped uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider was another Cosmic Ghost Rider, clearly. Uh, I don't know. Parker took my Cosmic Ghost Rider to the woodshed. So all it took us all it took us a bunch of four pointers. <laughs> just he yeah. just ran a bunch of four pointers at me. Yeah. And uh Cosmic Ghost Rider couldn't kill them all, so uh I think yeah. it's script. So that's a question mark. Yeah. We have confirmed if you just take four pointers and move directly at Cosmic Ghost Rider, <laughs> it's the only way to defeat him. <laughs> In fact, he's got a one hundred percent loss rate when that happens. Um Of course I am the only one who's tried that. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean it's just a, it's a bold move. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, secondly, we confirmed Doctor Strange, best model in the game. Yeah. Confirmed. Right, um, lest he, our, uh, our listeners get confused, the four pointers that were running at Cosmic Ghost Rider are Ronin and Sabretooth 1. Like, that's yeah. not relevant. Yeah, so <laughs> legacy models, like when you think about it. Like, these yeah, are like sure. wave one models. They're uh-huh. like, you know, down in the dumps, nobody plays them. Yes. Turns out when Sabretooth rips you three new assholes in the middle of your activation, <laughs> that's not great. Yeah. Less than desired. <laughs> Uh, there was okay, one activation so, which I, I, there was one where Sabretooth, I think, did he attack four times? Do we really have to relive it? <laughs> I, I, so I just want to ask you guys a question. Did you feel like we were spying on your game when it was happening? No, no. not really. Okay. Because I was watching from like behind one of the standees, the game. <laughs> so when I saw that Parker was winning, I ran over to the other side. I was like, I got Kenny and Jeremy. I was like, all right discreetly walk by their table, act like you're getting drinks. <laughs> you got to see this game state. <laughs> got to come see this shit. You got to come see this shit. Aaron's about to fucking lose his mind. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my mind. I can lose the game to Parker and it be within no, 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 the no. accepted realm was, of the possible. It's no, possible. No, that's all fine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this is going to sound so bad out of context. <laughs> Bizarro land. And my, you know, my goal in life is to remove context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. No, Parker played a really uh, good game. Yeah, thanks. Um, secondly, uh, we've proved that Doctor Strange is the best model in the game. Uh, turns out you have a ninety-five percent chance to play hammers when you bring eyes with Doctor Strange. As it turns out, yeah. Very did nice. you actually play hammers? Yes, that was that game. Jesus Christ! <laughs> CTR against Strange with hammers. Well, that's definitive. Lock it up. Ab- absolutely. No. <laughs> I, I made two. I made two weird. I, I made two uh, uh, indefensible positions on the podcast, and so far both of them have been defended. <laughs> both of <Yeah>. them <laughs> facts. Yeah. What was the other one? The next thing there was like a black cat just like ruined somebody's game the next the next day too. Like it was yeah. it was just hot take all over the place. Mm-hmm. You have to kill black cat or she wins the game. You have to kill black cat. She she'll just win the game. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy, it was, it was just a fun weekend. I I had a really good time hanging out with you guys on Saturday, just screwing around at the store after the tournament too. So, turns out we're pretty cool people. Yeah, I generally agree. Um, Some of us, yeah, occasionally. I mean, one of us here wearing a white shirt is definitely not cool. <laughs> Nobody knows and wants to tell them. <laughs> anyway, though, so yeah, super fun. It hasn't. It's been a while since. Um, I've been free and not like massively swamped with stuff that we could just like hang out for a day. Yeah. And so that was super cool. 
And normally when we have tournaments, it's a lot more like assholes and elbows, like sprinting around all day covering stuff because we have like 25 people there. And so I have to set up 15 tables in advance and then tear stuff down. And we're going to get dinner afterwards. And I have to like pack up the whole tournament and we go get dinner. And it's basically got to go home immediately. So yeah, it was, it was nice to just kind of like leisure day, hang out at the shop, play games, chill. Cool. Welcome to what Aaron does every day. Yeah. (laughs) I get yelled at for not going to the store today. So that used to be me. I used to be that guy. Bitch. I know. Right. Hmm. Why did you go to the store? My wife. Oh, you mean like the actual store, not yeah. the game store? <laughs> no, like the actual store. <laughs> well, I like, went. Like I went chores. yesterday, <laughs> but there was a problem with our like Apple Notes, you know, mm-hmm. updating the shopping list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. we just put it on a shared notes, right? And so I went and I bought everything on the notes. She's like, "You didn't get this, this, this." I'm like, "What on the fucking list?" Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, "Yes, it is." So she showed me on her computer, and I was like, "Well, look at this phone." I showed it to her, and sure enough, they weren't updated. So I was like, mm-hmm. "I did my shopping for the week." She's like, you're retired. What else are you going to do tomorrow? I'm like, whatever the fuck I want. That's not shopping. Yeah. Alrighty. Cool. Well, fun wrap up. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Doctor Strange 2, uh, the immortal one. And only shops once a week. Fuck yeah. And you've just listened to Hot Takes. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. And we're back. Nice. Man, so good. That was a really good episode. I can't believe we pulled that off. I I actually can. It felt felt very common for us to be natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just coming out the gate. Just printing A's over here. It's unbelievable, really. Yeah. And that shit that Parker said earlier about those people, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised he went that dark, but uh you know, he you gotta speak your feelings. That's him. Uh, it just is. He just rock and rolls that way. You, hey you Parker, um raw. Blue-eyed samurai? Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't undersell every, it. Every, well, I mean, I was watching it kind of in the middle and stuff, so I, I knew. Mm-hmm. I just didn't finish yeah. it until a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% recommend to anyone and everyone I know. Mm-hmm. So good. I have been working steadily. I am now chipping away at the rock that is my wife's opinion of animated things so I can show her. I'm just, I literally, I, every week or two, I will just, sorry, sorry, once or twice a week, rather, I will, like, in some way, find a way to hint that maybe animated things couldn't be that bad. Like, maybe we yeah. should just watch it, even though it's animated. And she is slowly going, you know what? I wonder if animated things could be good. I'm subliminally messaging her, and I think she's turning, is my point. Yeah. It's very digestible for everyone. Like you don't yeah. have to love anything about anime. Like it really no. doesn't have anything to do with that. There are no anime fe- like the traditional anime features that you see think of when you think of anime. There aren't present in it at all. It just happens to be an animated film that is set in Japan, but there's nothing 
there's nothing animate about it in particular. It's Mm-mm. it's uh, so good. <laughs> the big white guy is very a big white guy, though. <laughs> oh, he's great. Um, uh, he also I forget who did his voice, and now I gotta find out because as soon as I found out who it was, I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. Oh, oh is really? Kenneth Bra- is is Kenneth Branagh? Do you know him? No, Super. I don't know who that is. Uh, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, "Oh, that's oh. perfect." Famous yeah. Shakespearean uh, actor. Yeah, Haunted in Venice, Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express. Um, yes, also a lot of Shakespeare stuff. Anything with Jane Austen. Yeah. All I know is, is like every episode was like a fuck yeah episode. Like there's moments in every episode where you're like, mm-hmm. "You're goddamn right." Or, like, moments where you're kind of like, oh, that's awful. Like, kind of yep. like welling up kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever seen a more tragic story ever. I don't think so. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll stop talking that. I'll stop talking there. Yeah. I want to let other folks experience it. But you're, thank you for getting on the train with me. I, I know it, I didn't have to work that hard. It's, it's that good. So at work, um, because now everyone is so invested in my job. Um, this is so sometimes you have these employees that are kind of a pain in the ass. So every day they'll come in and they'll do something annoying, but usually they're young. They haven't figured out that, like, you can't just be annoying, come in wearing something they're not supposed to or doing something they're not supposed to. Like, you've told them a hundred times, make sure that you pull your hair back. Like, you can't just have like crazy hair. Anyway, we've hired a guy, he's like 65 years old. He's worked a career. He is retired. He doesn't seem like he's an idiot, but he shows up. He's wearing bright white shoes the first time. And we're like, dude, you can't wear white shoes. You're supposed to wear black shoes with black pants. Oh, okay, got it. He's still wearing the white shoes. Uh, then he's wearing this like do-rag thing. And we're like, you can't wear the do-rag thing. Every day he manages to come up with something that is either incredibly annoying uh, he's an old dude that eats hard candy. So during his shift, now everyone goes around in my entire like kitchen universe going, so what do you think about, and they make this popping sound because that's all he does during a shift is eat this fucking oh hard candy. Gosh. And, and now everybody does that. So then today his new one, I never would have thought in a hundred years, he comes in, he's got some sort of cross around his neck, a big-ass chain, and some other necklace thing. He's like, clearly trying to fuck with you, right? There's no way this is just all accidental. He can't, he can't be, though. Like, what would the point... I don't understand the point of it. Like, and today, like, I'm going through stand-up, and I'm like, okay, guys, so tonight the dinner is this, and all right, let's go... And I had to do it on purpose. I'm like, all right, uniforms. We need to get this together. Uh, shoes, and if you have a necklace, tuck it in. I'm like staring at him. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I, I just don't get it. Like, he just doesn't exist in the real world anymore. I don't know. He retired and he just shouldn't be in the workplace, I guess. It's driving well, me crazy. Did you think it? I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is worth conversation because he sounds like a person who doesn't need to be talked about. But uh, do you think it's because he is just like so much past the point of giving a shit about a career, so to speak? That he couldn't give a you know a shit less about the rules, like he's just way past it. That's why. Well, he- the thing is, is he's not like an asshole about it. He just kind of like, okay. oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that, and like honestly like that. But every day, like tomorrow, it'll be something. I have no idea what it'll be. 
three hard candies and it's like so loud that he's like in like faces of like the residents i don't know but yeah now i have to deal with all my employees going so what do you think about i'm like will you fucking quit it quit it god damn it oh man i am just gonna ruin Aaron's world <laughs> i'm gonna oh, take no. all those movies <laughs> oh no dude my movies aren't even on the top 1,000 IDMB. Just, you can just stop. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, what it's going to be is Aaron's going to be like, okay, my top pick, A River Runs Through It. And we're like, it's not even a comedy. What the fuck? He's like, that's the only movie I saw in the 90s. Uh, Legends of the Fall, no other action. <laughs> Legends of the Fall. It's all Brad Pitt dramedies. Yeah. yeah. Drama, yeah. Drama, all dramas. Uh, first off, I want to name Fight Club before anybody else picks it. Like, that's not a comedy. What are you doing? There's so many of these. See, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna shit the bed on this one because there's so many that I haven't seen in forever. All I know so is like, whatever. I we can't pick. remember if like I remember the ones I liked when I it was the '90s and I was like 10, but I'm not sure which ones I would like as an adult. Oh, I, I will I think watch that... these in my list any time of day. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are bangers. All I know is we need to turn our list in to Nigel first. Make sure he approves <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. then we're allowed to talk about it. Nigel's Wait. like the TVA. He goes yes. in and he like snips out all the stuff yep. that shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know how I know fucking with timelines. Nigel hasn't listened to our last episode. Oh, no. Because we haven't gotten a dissertation. No, we just did. Oh, okay. We did. Yeah, we did today. So, oh, but yeah, about the book or about the, the post, but not about the, what we said. Well, that's because his posts include movies that Parker specifically said don't hold up today. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, yeah, I really think that Goonies and Neverending Story are totally movies that stand up in today's culture and climate. Uh, and if he'd listened to our cast, he would know that Parker specifically ranted about those movies and was like, oh, hell no. I'm going to watch I see the Goonies, Goonies one day, I'm telling you. I see the Goonies, the Goonies is, is fine, but Neverending Story. It was Neverending Story, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you hear about, because uh, that's the movie with the horse scene, right? Yeah, a tree. Yeah. yeah. Did Arcades. you did you hear about uh, <laughs> how they uh, they got the kid to act so well in that scene? Is that he wasn't he just wasn't doing it the first couple takes, so they actually drowned a horse. <laughs> and they were like, "We're going to keep doing this until you get the scene right." <laughs> that sounds like urban myth. No, it's it's a joke. It's not real. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> fucking crazy person. <laughs> well, He's like, that seems a little extreme, honestly. Like. <laughs> So the the urban myths about, and I don't know if it's true. I think it's true. I've heard it a million times, but like the old <laughs> animal true. movies, the old animal movies, like <clears throat> Milo and Otis or whatever, they're like throwing animals uh-huh. off cliffs. Like, and that's where mm-hmm. all the shit came from for like, you cannot abuse animals and like, you have to have people watch because apparently mm-hmm. like the jumping scenes and shit that they're doing, like they're just going to their death. And I've heard it more than once. Like, it's one of those wow. things you look it up and go, this is why you can't have animals in movies anymore. Well, They're they like, had... well, how many horses can we buy for our budget? Well, like, eight. It's like, well, then just actually shoot the horse. And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, they had, uh... It's like, well, if we can't get the horse to act like it's dead, we're gonna have to shoot it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh... If you guys have ever, uh, there is a viral video going around a little while called Guy in a Buffalo. Have you guys seen that series, Guy in a Buffalo? No. I've seen... Bits of it. Uh, okay, so the the idea was it was originally a pilot for a western serial show, but like the height mm-hmm. of Gunsmoke and that kind of era yeah. of television, and uh, 
the, the purpose was this guy on a buffalo. But it was made in an era, like you said, like low budget, but they wanted to include the real animals. And so they have this guy on an actual buffalo, but the mm. buffalo, like, is a fucking buffalo. So at one point, he's trying to cross a river on a fucking buffalo. Like, he gets, like, the, but he, <laughs> like, they lead the buffalo down to the water, and the buffalo just fucking turns over. Because it's a goddamn buffalo. <laughs> so the guy just, like, falls off and starts drowning. And it was just like... And, like, that's what they put in the show. I think that was the best take. Uh, in, in another one... Uh, They're like, okay, go they, do it again. He's like, fucking no. In another one, they, they wanted to show him, like, in a, in, a, in a fight against, like, nature. And so he's getting ready to hunt a deer. And just spontaneously, in the span of about 30 seconds, he is mauled by a live cougar. Like, straight up Ricky oh Bobby God. style. Like, and there's no stunt double. It's a fucking cougar. And and they slow it down as much as they can for the time, you know? And you could see this guy, like, fending off a cougar with his arm, and he just fucking punches it in the face. He just donkey punches this cougar. And you're just like, what the shit? It doesn't look at all. It's just real. It's just like, we don't have a special effects. We're just going to have our guy punch a fucking cougar. Like, you're just like, have, yeah, that's... Have you heard of the movie It throws me away. Let's say again. Have you heard of the movie? Is it Pride or Roar? I think it's. It might be Roar. Okay, no. Uh, it takes place in Africa. It's a movie about lions, uh, but the people who made it wanted to be very respectful of the animals in their natural environment. So there are no weapons on set to defend them from the lions, and <laughs> there is. Uh, they just try and get as close as they can to the lions and film them, and they try and make a movie out of it. And like hundreds of injuries <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. like everyone on set was mauled at least twice and many people i think actually died <laughs> like it's like okay guys maybe stop filming the lions <laughs> they clearly are not happy about this yeah uh, the guy on a buffalo series that's one where the guy like nods that's the nodding gif right no no it's not no i posted it in the uh the podcast that's not him no, no, that's, sure that's, that's Robert it. Redford. No, that's Robert oh, okay. Redford. That's from, uh, shit. That makes me so mad. I can't remember that. I thought Chism. that was the guy on no, the Buffalo. No, that's not John Chisholm. But no, that's just Robert Redford, a movie. Is it John Chisholm? Okay. All right, well, I'm going to grab some more. I'll be right back. No, John Chisholm was, was Wayne, right? Yeah, that was John Wayne. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yes, Robert Redford. I can't remember the name of the movie. I, I actually don't recommend. I don't know if you should watch the, the little short series they have on YouTube because what happened was it only ever Gotta Buffalo only ever, ever aired a pilot. And that's all I ever made it, of course, because it was just god awful mess. Uh, but uh, apparently they found the footage of the pilot, but it had no audio. Like the audio wasn't attached to it; it was just the raw footage. And so a band, a bluegrass band called the Possum Posse like narrates it while singing a bluegrass song called guy and a buffalo and like they the verses of the song are what's going on, on the screen it's it's a comical watch but not for everybody i've seen some people just it, they immediately don't give a shit but i've other people i've seen them cry over it but um yeah the song i've heard in, they played it in jackass when he's fucking getting chased down by a buffalo okay there you go that that, that that's the possum posse song yeah yeah it went viral for a while <sighs> All right, well, I'm starting to feel better. Better. I think I forgot to drink water. Uh, All of a sudden, I ran out of energy and my stomach started hurting. So now I'm going to uh, 
have a Red Bull and chug three glasses of water. And then so I'll be gone for half the episode peeing. There you go. But just I won't ha- feel bad. Just have some beer. I isn't should that, have gotten a beer. That's what it, I should have isn't that, a, isn't that a Charlie joke? Just like, man, I'm, man, I'm thirsty. I'm really dehydrated. Well, have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what's from that. I feel like it's an always sunny moment. I'm sure that at some point there yeah. is. How oh, are boy. the uh, the new episodes? Have you watched them yet? I've watched about half the new season, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just Hulu is not convenient for me to watch a lot of the time with the ads. So uh, <laughs> it's just I haven't gotten around to it yet. And I've been in the middle of a lot. I've mostly been watching anime lately. Um, Wait, there's more stuff since... Because I watched... I thought I've seen all no, of them. The most recent episode... Oh, wait, did you stop when they were in Ireland? No, no, I'm going to okay. okay. So I've the, seen everything. The Fancy Nuts season is like the start of the new season. Okay, yes, I've seen all yeah. that. I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've finished yet. I might have, but I don't think I did. I don't know how that show keeps like cranking out the consistency, but it kind of, mm-hmm. it like, pla- it reaches a high plateau in like season two. And then every once in a while it spikes up a little bit, but it's always just super consistent. I've never mm-hmm. regretted an episode. It's so good. Even the episodes are banned from television. I wish I could. I, I I know I've missed a few episodes. I th- I know, mm-hmm. I know the uh, the next top model. What that episode? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one because it's gone. Ever? Yeah. <sighs> it's not. I just, I don't think it's on Hulu. I haven't. I mean, I didn't check with the scrub brush. But whenever they got to that episode on the podcast, and they were like, "Yeah, it's been removed," and I was like, "Yes. Yeah, so why? Why have I never heard about any of the things they're talking about?" It's because it was removed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was still on Hulu based on what we had talked about, but. uh that's a funny episode, but like of all the episodes to ban, that's not even in the top twenty. <laughs> like, like it's so stupid that they banned that one. Oh boy, this is a. Normally, I like to like watch all of one show and then like move on to the next one. I've been just jumping around to a bunch of different things lately. Yeah, there isn't any good trash TV left. I've kind of burned through it. Oh, I I believe you because you watch stuff like Love Is Blind and all that crap. Uh, what you call crap, uh, I call treasure crap. I saw an ad for the Golden Bachelor on Hulu. Oh, I won't watch that. No, thank you. Yeah, and it's just like Gold Diggers, the show. It's like this time he's a millionaire, and we're like, I'm like, what? (laughs) Like he's like sixty, and like all the women are like thirty. I'm just like. Are we really supporting this kind of behavior? Like, really? <laughs> As someone well, approaching their 60s? Yes. The thing that gets me about all the dating shows is, like, we're having such trouble finding love. And they're all fucking models, right? And yeah. they're all just, like, mashed together. And they're like, mm-hmm. I think this is going to work out. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I've never... Like, <laughs> yeah. All you beautiful motherfuckers. Are you serious? No, you don't have, like, the girl who's taking pictures from below to get, like, the good mm-hmm. angles. And then, like, mm-hmm. fucking catfishes out somebody, and, like, it's, a, it's horrible. No. They're just all beautiful. Yeah, everyone on the show is just so vain and conceited, and you're like, I wonder why you can't find anybody that cares about yeah. you. <laughs> well, Jeremy, like, yeah, you, you found... Out. Go ahead. I said, if you're looking for shows, person of interest. Oh, God, I've already heard. <laughs> it's not a bad show. <clears throat> there you go. If you like, like crime drama-esque like detective shows it's all right who's the main guy in that uh i don't know any of the actors names um i do like the actress that plays shaw she was really good 
Um, I like the guy who plays not the main character, but the secondary main, the Michael the Emerson. Smart dude. Yeah, Michael Emerson. Yeah, okay. Michael Emerson's good. He's in a bunch of stuff. Amy Acker. The, she's okay. Um, I didn't like her character, but I like her as an actress. Yeah. Oh, I know what we're watching. Um, we're in the middle of watching uh, Haunting of Bly Manor or whatever like we've been into those shows like watching all of those like all the haunted shows that are that by mm-hmm. the same people um they did haunting a hill house and uh like four other different ones scary stuff yeah and they're all ba- about the same temperature of a show like mm-hmm. you just get what you get with those they're like watching an adam sandler movie you're like okay that's yeah. what that is got it if you like shitty crime dramas that are bad, mm-hmm, uh, I mm-hmm. would recommend Lucifer. Lucifer's been fun. Oh yeah, it's not good, but it's fun. It is. What? Oh, hold on, time out. No, <laughs> it, it is the literal definition of fun, but not good. That's is what it really? I just said. Oh, is it what you said? I think you said I it was said not fun. good. No, it's it's not good, but it is fun. Okay, it is actually yeah, okay. Good, okay, it is okay. And lots of fun. Yeah, it's fine. It has good acting, mainly. Good acting, mediocre writing, stupid premise, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really stupid premise, but it's fun. Might be because it knows, I like dumb shows. The The reason it works, though, is because everyone in the show knows what they're making, and they're, they make <laughs> it. They don't try to be the super serious show. They know it's a joke, right? The show is a joke. That's the point. What would you it's like? Re- psych. Would you recommend uh, Lucifer or iZombie? Uh, Lucifer first. They're kind of in a similar vein, though. Okay. Yeah, I think Lucifer is better than iZombie, but it kind of depends on. I think the acting is definitely better in Lucifer. Is why I would lean towards it. I'll I'll agree there. I, yeah, they're different because shows. The, the the two main characters are really carry the show, and where like the, the surrounding characters are fun and interesting, but like it's really just like. They're carrying the show on show on their own weight. Yeah, there's a funny, weird thing. Somebody was talking to me about the show. I had never watched it, and they told me about it. And they're a fan of the guy who plays Lucifer. And apparently, uh, I don't because apparently it wasn't originally on Netflix. It was on like the CW, and it got picked up by Netflix. Is I think what he told me. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just what I remember. Correct. It wasn't and, CW, but he's he's right. It was on yeah, the show, local got- TV stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of she- scenes with his shirt off because <laughs> he's a conceited sex addict. So, like, that's what he does. But they have to blur out all of his nipples in the first two seasons. And if you're not looking for it, like, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. But if you actually look, it's blurred out. <laughs> what is wrong with people? <laughs> wow. Okay. And then once Netflix took over, you get a lot more than shirtless. You get you get a lot more of his nipples. <laughs> Ooh. Do they hang dong? No. I don't think so. Okay. It's not that racy, but um yeah, so the the five minute overview is the show is um he is the devil. Uh he mm-hmm. decided to leave hell because he was bored. Uh so he goes to Los Angeles and buys a nightclub and he's just having a good time. Uh, and he's misunderstood and he's not actually a bad person. <laughs> and so he just wants to have a good time. And, uh, mm. in the first episode, he, um, can't remember. It's like a drug dealer comes to his nightclub and gets shot. And so the police detective shows up is of course, super attractive. So he like follows her around for a while, trying to help her solve the crime. And he's mm. like, this is fun. I'm going to do this now. And she's like, you 
what? It's like, no, I'm a police officer. You're a crazy person who thinks he's the devil. You can't hang out with me. And so she goes in to work the next day and he's there and he's convinced her boss that he should follow her around. And she's like, this cannot be real. Like, So then that's where the show takes off. But it's it's really funny because they do a lot of these little quippy remarks. Like, because he, they, they, it, it's really just stupid, but it's funny. If you like shitty TV, it's good. Actually, I think I'm going to make her uh, sign a contract that says that if we start Walking Dead, she has to continue watching it with me. Because mm-hmm. um, I really, I really want to do that show because I did like it when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but it was good enough. Are you, are you just going to start from scratch? Yeah, I I might start with you then because I'm. I really want to watch it all the way through, and it's been so long since I've seen the early stuff Yeah, that I don't really remember. And I know there's, like, parts where I just, like, I was kind of, like, watching it while I was playing video games, so I didn't really get, I, like, mm-hmm. missed huge portions. And uh, uh, I, I kind of want to finish it, so. Basically, like, I watched all the way up until, I mean, I think a year after I stopped watching, they beat the one guy to death or whatever, and everybody freaked the fuck out and told everyone about yeah. it. Um, so I never watched any I watched, of that stuff. I watched a little bit past that. Okay. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I, I think that because it's a good show and I think she, that she can get into it and watch mm-hmm. it with me. But like we need a contract because yeah, like we're watching two episodes a night. God damn it. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be really easy in the beginning to do those two episodes. But a month and a half in, I she's either going to love it and continue. But there is yeah. several seasons of a lull where... Like, you both stopped watching about the same time. It's just hard to push through those when you're like, we've been doing this for a month and a half. Are you really going to watch, like, these guys, like, not do anything for half a season? Because you know the first episode's a banger. Episode 8's a banger, because it's the mid-season finale. And then the 16's a banger. But in between that, (laughs) there's just a lot of fluff. Uh, of not a lot going I on. I never, I never really yeah. felt that, but maybe it was because I was like do, watching it passively while I was doing other stuff. Yeah, when you're binging an entire season in a day and a half, you you definitely get the feeling of. I could see that nothing's going yeah, on. Yeah, because I was, I was definitely not binging it. <sighs> There's a lot of shows that aren't great binge though. Like Breaking Bad's not very good binge. You really kind of got to watch one episode at a time. Oh, really I don't know. I, I I love that, and I binged it. You love binging it, or you just love the show. Uh, well, I've only ever watched it once, so I couldn't tell you whether I would have okay. enjoyed it more if I watched it as it came out. But yeah, uh, the, I, binging it, it did not diminish its uh, it, its appeal to me. I think uh, it is better savored because the character development in Breaking Bad, it at times specifically, it is aggressively written. And so if you're watching it back to back, sometimes it's hard to remember that there's like weeks or months in between episodes. And, like, so, like, the characters shift dramatically quickly. And so that's not really meant to be taken in. And also it's just kind of, like, heavy. And so it's, like, you kind of need, like, a processing phase. I think it's better if you watch it one episode at a time. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that, because I binged all of it, and the last season came out, like, as I finished at the right time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I enjoyed it like that. And, I mean, I still watch it over and over. That's now, like, the people watch Office and shit like that at night. I watch Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Those are my go-tos now. Like I just watch them constantly. Just I still need to finish Better enjoy Call Saul. It. I was really <clears throat> not that happy with the last season. Uh, no, but, uh, uh, it's the last two episodes. 
The season's great. Yeah, that's probably fair. Because you're good. Like, it's good. It's just it's just not the same show, though. Like, I, I get that it's okay for shows to change, but and I don't hate that it changed. It was just like, uh, the, the whole attitude of the show completely disappeared for me. Those last, like, the last two episodes, honestly, I was, wa- so I watched it all again when I had COVID last time. So I sat there mm-hmm. and was just like, I'm just going to plow through this and remember how much I loved it. And I went through from first to the end. And I was like, I know how this ends. Is there another season I forgot about? Mm-hmm. And it's the last two goddamn episodes. Yeah, it's it's like, not a season. Everything happens. It train wrecks yeah. you there, which it's just so bizarre because they do. They change tempo. They change all of it. It's like, really? All of a sudden that? Okay. But no, up at in- first it went from this like quirky, like shyster con man show and then it got a little bit heavier, and then it got heavier, and then yeah. it was just, like, off the rails heavy. I'm just like, like, this is good, but it's just so different that it's kind of a culture shock. Like, it's not what I wanted. It like, does, I could have watched yeah. Slip and Jimmy for, like, ten seasons. Like, uh, like Yeah, like, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I heard a rumor that they're going to come out with a show um, that's about um, the guy who owned right. the chicken restaurants. Um, oh, Gus. Fring. It's called, like, Fring is the name of the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I could see that the that actor's been in a bunch of stuff lately because people liked him in Breaking Bad, and his character really didn't get flushed out very well because like his whole deal and his whole like where he came from and all that shit like it's very you only know a little bit about it you know yeah. The hard part is his character, his personality they wrote for him is feels like it'd be hard for him to carry a show just because he's so like reserved and. Yeah, I think is if they were able to bring um, like side characters, which really make a lot sure. of the show. You know, they probably have some good ones. Like Better Call Saul was like Nacho was the big side character that everybody rooted for, and like mm-hmm. saw the conflicts. Like wasn't even yeah. I mean, the dude's an excellent writer, obviously. So he figured mm-hmm. out if that's what they're going to do. Uh, what else did he write? Because he's he was famous before Breaking Bad, right? Uh, he did some stuff for uh, X Files. <clears throat> okay. But I don't know beyond that. I just know, you know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Okay. Because that's where he found um, uh, the main character of Breaking Bad was an X-Files episode. I was listening to a podcast oh, and they were talking um, about it. Brian Cranston? Yeah. As working together, not not the yeah, main like show. That, working yeah, with him, yeah. He was like, oh, okay, this is a good fit. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can do the show or whatever, so. Uh, did you know that Jesse Pinkman and Walter White have a cameo on Always Sunny. I did know that. I don't remember where mm-hmm. though. What was the deal with that? Because I, I think it's they're in clip. the new season, the newest season of Always Sunny. They're in an episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> it's wonderful. It's pretty great. Brian Cranston obviously knocks it out of the park, and Aaron Paul's like Aaron Paul. Did you watch <clears throat> The Judge or whatever on HBO with Brian Cranston in it? No. So the opening of that show, it's not a, you know, anything to it, but the opening, the whole premise is he's a judge. His son hits somebody with a car and the person he hits with the car is the gangster's son. So he doesn't mm. want his son to die. So they do this massive cover up and it's like the whole show is about that and how okay. to live with it and all that. So it has the tension and like all the stuff of Breaking Bad of just like, Jesus, this would be awful. Like all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it's really good. I watched the first season of that. There's a couple seasons, I think. Cool. All right, Aaron. I have a question for you. Please proceed with your question. Did you finish watching War Battlestar? Oh, 
I have. I'm most of the way through season three. Oh. Have you purchased did any you shirts? To, did or? you get to my favorite episode? Uh, yes. Part one and two of Exodus is in the rearview mirror of Watched. Did you like it? I could not distinguish it from any other episode in the series. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I did not dislike it. But Dead when I get done, I was like, <laughs> "Dead to me." The fuck is Brandon talking about? Best episode of any TV series ever. Oh I'm sorry. I just want to be friends. Uh, nope. <laughs> That's the moment I see between you two. <laughs> I'm throwing your Christmas present in the trash as soon as the episode is over. <laughs> Why do you like that particular episode? I told you what they were going to do. They're going to piss me off, and they did it. I I mean I as soon as you said that I was like all right well it's he's he's not wrong here right? <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has a right to be upset about that specific thing sure That's that didn't fun. ruin it it wasn't a bad episode it didn't ruin it right yeah yeah they I thought they they earned it a little bit um, no I, I the 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 tension the the sacrifice of the show I don't know it's it's just such a perfect wrap up for that whole saga of the show in my opinion hmm. it's no Longmire. Okay. It's no uh, poor man's version of a poor man's version of Yellowstone. <laughs> that's fair. Yes. Well, it still has the girl in it who's cute. Like, that's all I'm saying. If you want her, yeah. then you just watch a better show. Katie Stackoff is not the most attractive girl in Battlestar, but, you know, she is famous, so. She's famous, and she really took Riddick to the next level. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Is anyone playing... Uh... Diablo 3, ever since it got updated or whatever, or Diablo 4? Uh, I have played it, it for about 10 minutes since it got updated. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly just I have zero free time, not yeah. that I actively don't want to play it. Same. I got on, and I was, like, button mashing, and I was like, I can't remember where these buttons are, and I just fucking mm-hmm. turned it back off. <laughs> like, uh, That's not the today. the problem. Like, the, it's the momentum, right? As soon as you yeah. quit playing one of those games, it's so hard to convince you to come back. I do want to pick it up again, <clears throat> mainly same as just a, did, you know, money sink. <laughs> did you all do um the new Baldur's Gate? Anybody do that one? I did. It's not. Supposed to be really good. If I could have refunded my money for uh, Diablo, I would have bought Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I know that's why. Like I, I would happen. like to trade this one for this one. Well, if it was a Steam game, you could have because as soon as they ruined the game, you'd be like, I'd like my money back because you just ruined this game. <laughs> I could never get into RPGs. I can't, I tried all throughout my life. I just can't do it. <clears throat> I, some are hit and some are miss for me. I like I'm not sold on every one of them ever, like some people are. But mm-hmm. some of them are cool. But I don't like reading and I don't like sitting through dialogue for hours. And yeah. sometimes that's what those games are. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, I like the D and D world enough that I probably would have gotten through it anyway. Um. But that was the problem. Every time I tried to get into Elder Scrolls as a kid, like, it was just too much reading. It was just like, okay, like, I've been reading for 10 minutes, guys. Like, can I do something now? They're like, no. I'm like, you got to read more. I'm like, I don't really care anymore. It's like, you lost me. I I had a lot of trouble with Final Fantasy. I'd be playing Mm -hmm. that game, and I'd fall asleep and wake up because the dialogue was so long and stupid. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't do it. Yeah, the thing about RPGs is you have... RPGs is the opposite of most a lot of video game experiences because it's you know probably 80 percent like travel and story and like absorption of the world and like 20 percent active engagement with uh, a gameplay loop like combat 
Mm-hmm. That's that's generally how it goes. And so you have to be you have to be cool with that that inverse proportion that a lot of people, you know, they want their text to be yelled at them over the gunfire, right? That's what they want. <laughs> text yeah. yelled over the gunfire. <laughs> yeah. They want they that's what they want to have. A lot of people do. And when you're uh or like, you know, with the Blizzard game, they want you to, you know, two cool cutscenes at some point and then just let me bash stuff, right? So I think it's you have to be really cool with basically a, a you know the game being functionally a lot of cutscenes because you're just sitting and listening and watching you know somebody who mapped a face look really realistic and talk at you. Yeah. Talking specifically as somebody who is that person, like I'm all about it. I I will I will like walk through your story functionally by you know moving my joysticks on my controller. That sounds like a blast, but I know some people are more interested in interacting with their game a little bit more often. I just don't have the attention span or enough time. Like I, I forget characters and storylines by the time I come back to it. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think fighting games and sports games are perfect for me. They last for what they last and then you put them away. Uh, Diablo is the one that I spent the most time in recently. And then elder scrolls is base or not elder scrolls, but um, elder Elden ring was mm-hmm. good because it was like boss battle. You would always get hicked up, hiccuped in a boss battle. So you just put it down and come back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to battle this motherfucker for a half hour. I'm putting it down. I'm done. I come back the next mm-hmm. day. Same thing. Like yeah. I, if I can take a small piece of it and be fine whenever I want to leave, those are the games that I dig. If it's got like any sort of like, you need to commit four hours in a day. I'm like, nope, not doing it. Yeah. Those are still like action games, right? You just drop into the action, you do some mm-hmm. action until you're done actioning, and then you yep. stop. It didn't yeah. matter where you started the action or ended the action, really. It's just you know. For for me, when it comes to those role playing games, I just get so bored with some of the missions that I like. I I, like, I, ju- I just stop caring, and so it's like, all right, what do you actually want me to do? And then it's like if the if this like you're like, oh, this person like needs your help to go do this thing. It's like once we get past like the the third step, like I've lost all interest unless it's like a critical plot point. And so like, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just too tedious and involved for, I don't know why. Cause I can spend 30 hours building a farm in Minecraft. So it's not like the level of effort or meticulousness. It's <laughs> yeah. just that like your shit does not it compel me. Like it's, <laughs> like, it's not interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I'm really glad that you pointed that out because People have invited me to play Minecraft type games a lot, you included, mm-hmm. to Minecraft. And I'm just like, the thought of building a settlement just makes me want to gouge my own eyes out. And I totally mm-hmm. get that I am doing a similar thing by sitting and listening to somebody's narrative and walking from one town to another just to hear more narrative. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I get it. But I can tell you the it. most mad or the most excited I've been in the last six months over a video game has been Minecraft. Like me and my kids like trying to find our way out of a fucking cave and all my shit broke and I'm digging, 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 digging. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. And my kids are like, go, go, go. You'll get it. And I keep digging. And then water fills my whole cave and I fucking die. All my shit explodes. Like, I'm like, really? Is this like, I was so fucking furious. <laughs> Minecraft is the ultimate, like humbling game. Cause you Dude. could be wearing like, perfectly like like perfect enchanted armor like all perfect. the stuff max level, all of blah, blah 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 like all the like all the magic all the equipment all the skills and it's like okay and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> I, 
tired of the stupidest shit. You're like, you're like, okay, I could fight 30, like, elder dragons right now. It's like, and like, 10 endermen and like, all this stuff. It's like, and it's like, well, you, uh, you forgot one of the tenets of the game, which is don't dig straight down, so you're dead. And you lost yep. all your gear. You have to start from scratch. And you're like, god damn it. Like, there's, uh, do you, you guys, I assume, don't watch Minecraft on YouTube or anything? I've seen a bunch of videos. Yeah, that, there's huge amount, but... infinite content. There's infinite content yes. for Minecraft. Yeah. Um, but there's one of the guys I used to watch called Filza. He's famous for playing survival. And so he doesn't play like multiplayer servers and stuff. He plays by himself on a server they, and he plays hardcore. So if he dies, it's over. And so he's like, Oof. he famously played a world for, I think it was like five and a half years on stream. Like every second of his world was played on stream. And he, he died to a baby zombie. Because he fell into a cavern and took a bunch of damage, and then didn't know that he was being attacked. He thought he was just yeah, because they're short, damage. they're little fucking ankle. Biters. Yeah, and so and then so he's like running around. He's like, oh, well, I'll just like start eating, and then like when he turns to move away and starts eating, like two skeletons walk around the corner. He's like, oh shit! So he like runs away. And he's like, and he actually dies, <laughs> and he's just like on stream, and he like deletes his world. And I'm like, oh my god! So he's like famous for that moment. Uh, um, I think yeah, my kids it, told me about that. They, I think they watched mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, but it's just, like, the intricacies of, like, building up this giant world, like, and all of the little things in it. Because it's, like, there's infinite things you can do in the game when it comes to sandbox building. And it's, like, he does he does things in a very aesthetically pleasing way. And so it's nice to see people taking the time to, like, do it right. And he's, like, doing it in a world where, like, things matter. Like, there's actually penalty if he, like, isn't safe about something. And so it's, it's just cool to watch. Like, the, the massive projects he undertakes are insane. Just watching the videos of all the different stuff or cr- cracks me up. Like when they do the physics videos and stuff, and they're like, "Here's one way to do it. Here's the fast way." And you're like, "What the fuck?" It's the it's, it always involves dynamite. It's like just it's some dynamite. sort of craziness. Yeah, yeah. like that is. What if we wild. built a machine that uses a glitch in the physics to duplicate items, and you just duplicate dynamite? Like, and then you <laughs> built a flying machine that just pushes that machine around, and you're like, "What?" It's like, yeah. And then we just carpet bomb the entire server. You're like, "What?" <laughs> It's just like it just eats the entire world like a caterpillar. <laughs> no, yeah, that's so so crazy. Uh, so Phil's uh, one of his biggest projects. He did a nether base. And oh so God. he hollows out like line of sight in from the point of view of one square. Like he hollows out the entire nether within line of sight of that space. Really? And he uses a, a TNT machine to do it. But keep in mind, TNT machines are using a spatial anomaly glitch to duplicate dynamite. And so, and usually two hits from dynamite will kill you. And so he's doing it in a hardcore world. They've already got like a year in on. And so he's like, all right, so I'm going to build this machine. And I'm going to be very careful around it. Oh my <laughs> like, God. And so he's like, all right, so I'm going to like reach over and like, push the button he's like and then run the fuck away <laughs> he's like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna have this like medallion on that resurrects you if you die i'm gonna like have all this anti-blast damage armor just in case and then also try not to fall into the lava because i'm standing on a sea of lava <laughs> yeah it's pretty ridiculous he um he also like did an uh an uh what is it a base in the end yeah so if you guys have ever been at the end in Minecraft, you're just in space, basically, with floating islands. But if you fall, you fall into the void, and you just die if you mm-hmm. touch the void. And so he's out there, like, standing on, like, a single block digging down. And he's like, all right, well, if I hit two of these blocks, I die. So I was like, let's try and just get one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, it's so stressful. God. Yeah. 
Alrighty, well, I'm going to get some more water, and then I'll be right back. Cool. Yeah, Aaron, I could get into Battlefield either. Like, I mean, <clears throat> there's people that are so into it, too. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's fine. It's a totally fine show. Yeah, it's fine. It's I, okay. I have no issues with it, right? But, I mean, I have some issues, but they're the same as with any show that's just horribly sure. non-realistic. Even for a futuristic sci-fi, right? But... Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's a totally fine show, so it's not bad. But I did after I got done with the episode, I'm like, wow, that was that was his favorite episode ever. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I, I kept waiting. I actually like stopped painting and just watched the show uh, for that hour. Hmm. Whatever. He's fucked in the head. Uh, there's a lot are a lot of people are though. Some people are very passionate about that show, and I again, it's one of those uh, people are passionate about Doctor Who. Like I've watched it, and I'm like, okay. That was clever and interesting, but do I wake up every day and think, God damn, there's another episode. Excellent. Like, there is those shows. It's not yeah. one of those. So now that you've beat the um, the makers of Judgment, do you just, are you done with it? Like, you beat it, right? Like, you're done? Uh, well, no, I'm actually writing the rules for 2.2, so oh, okay. I'll let you know when the Good. new rules is out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh... Yeah, they're sending me my stuff. I should get it in the next couple of days, I guess. And nice. I've got a whole bunch of shit. How many yeah. are, are those models all in a million parts, like everything? Or are they? You are not pretty... going to have a good day. Yes. Oh, are they? Yeah, because they're uh, resin, so there's like four million pieces. Yes. Got it. I mean, I did fifteen at once my first time, and I was like, "Huh, they're not as easy as the AMG plastic you're used to." No, uh, and I mean, I. <laughs> I oh, put the together, judgment minis. Yeah. yeah, I put together uh, Kingdom Death Monster models. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, those people have no business making models. They're fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it's funny when you see an amateur do a model kit, and you're like, "Oh, I have been privileged this whole time. I did not know mm-hmm. it." Yes, <laughs> making incredible models does not mean you made them well. <laughs> their their more recent ones are made easier to like put together, if you will. And I didn't have any like huge issues. Like there, it's not like yeah. Like the early AMG models were fuck me. I will never put together another head that's in four pieces, right? So all yeah. of these models are better than that. Yeah, uh, but I'm they, still, they are not. Still, uh, yeah, yeah, they're not the current <laughs> AMG. Like like super fit, like fits together like a glove, yeah. and there's no seam. Uh, no, this is a little more like. Does this go here? I think it does. Yeah, the two pieces of hair in the faceplate. Those piss me off so much. I'm like, do you understand my sausage fingers? Like, this is so dumb. Like, just trying to, like, I guess I glue it to my finger. <laughs> I glue yeah, it to the hair. That's where you start, yeah. <laughs> First, glue it to finger. Yeah, glue then, it finger, finger there. And then I have to grab, like, the little, like, uh, stick to push on it so mm-hmm. I can pull my finger off. Exactly, yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody actually wants some advice on assembling, I use um, poster tack. Um and so you, when you have those really small pieces, you just uh, grab it with poster tack, put your glue on the other side, and then you use the poster tack to put the piece in place. I'm certain all the poster tack is going to do is find some glue and make it <laughs> permanent inside of whatever fucking features. <laughs> They're like, I mean, what's wrong it, with that model's gap face? Filling. <laughs> it is gap filling. That's not a bad idea. Actually, my favorite tool for modeling is uh, have some... some Hammers. Like, well, <laughs> no. They're like reverse tweezers. Where you oh, yeah, yeah. let go of it and They're, it grips it. 
Those yeah. are awesome. They also make some with a, there's like a wire frame around it. And so it props itself up in the air. So mm. you, oh, yeah. when you go that's to good. put it down, it suspends the piece in, in the air. Yeah, so that's good. Those, Yeah. <clears throat> I think they're called extra hands is actually the name of the tweezers. But anyway, you guys ready to get going? Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. I am fairly excited for our movie category this week. I've thought about doing this exact category multiple times. The important part of it is we need to try and nail Aaron's. If you get, if you take at least two of mine, I'm fucking leaving the cast. All right. So the requirement this week is that you have to specifically try and guess movies that Aaron's going to name. And it doesn't matter if they're actually movies you like or not. Exactly. (laughs) It's only if you, if you think Aaron's going to name them. All right, so uh, I think the the pick order is going to be basically free for all this week because we all basically got the same votes. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, except <laughs> for yeah, no, no, I mean other than Aaron. Aaron obviously oh. won. Oh, okay. Uh, but the other of us all got three or four votes, and so if I unvote for you guys, it's the same math. Yes. Um, actually, I win if I unvote for you guys. So <laughs> doesn't matter though. All right, so we're just going to put Aaron last where he belongs. Mm-hmm. First in, our hearts, first in our hearts, last on the list. All right. Uh, so, Parker, you're going to start us off today. Okay. So I'm going to Did we say the what top. the category was? Oh, uh, yeah. No. Uh, It'll be in the channel. They'll know. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> the uh, I'm assuming people occasionally listen to this part, but maybe I'm topic, wrong. <laughs> topics this week are from uh, comedies from the year 1990 to 1999. So I'm going to go with... Um, one that I have to take off the shelf first because I would be very upset if you guys took it first, and that is The Big Lebowski. Ooh, I I put that on my list. It's not near and dear to my heart, but it's a good movie that I've seen a few times. It's It's definitely one. I don't... I was looking at that one, and, Mm. like, to me, it has so much more than just being a comedy in the 90s. Yeah, it's like a cult classic movie. yeah. Yeah, but awesome pick. I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the thing for me is I didn't see it till I was much older, and so I just like hadn't. It hasn't been part of my life for as long as everybody else. Yeah, yeah, good movie. Um, so uh, next is me. Uh, that I feel very good about this choice, and I think it might get Aaron. So that's the plan. Um, yes. Galaxy Quest. Ooh. Jesus I already Christ. picked it for something else, but otherwise oh, okay. it would have been on there. There we go. All right. <laughs> that damn, is my type goddamn. of movie. Galaxy Quest. I'll watch Galaxy Quest all goddamn day. Like, oh, yeah. fucking, let's go. It, it Galaxy Quest every is, day. Absolutely. Yep. First, I think I've said this before on the cast, but the first movie I ever bought as an adult with my own money was, like, I mean, as a kid, they give you money to buy a movie, but it's like, no, the first movie I bought, I went to Walmart the day after I got my first paycheck, and I was like, I'm fucking buying Galaxy Quest. Okay. Right, Jeremy. You have one last opportunity to ruin my fucking life. Go ahead. Do it. Fucking I think we it. have more than one opportunity. But Shut your hole. Oh, man. Um, That's true, because you're getting last picks, so we're going to have six more picks after this to get your last one. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. One. No. So, man, these are all so impactful. Um, however, mm-hmm. there's one of them I went and saw, and I laughed, and I actually laughed till I cried on several parts of it, and it's... Um, Office space. Fuck I you so and good. your fucking 
Boom. Dog you wrote in on. <laughs> Mike Judge, master Got of directing. Got him. Got him. Writing. Got yeah. him. Dude, God my damn. judge movies are like right up my alley. I feel like I feel like I'm Parker wielding the strongest model yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I <laughs> I actually or, gave you a break because there's one I know has got to be on your list. And I chose not to say it. I took Galaxy Quest instead. Mm. All right. All right. What's left on Aaron, your list? Go ahead. I'm going to save my third one that you definitely aren't going to pick. Oh, okay. Go with. He's meddling us because he number knows. Number two and four. Number two, which might be my favorite movie ever, is Dogma. I, that was what I almost picked. It's a good one. And then number four is really tight competition, but we're going to go with My Cousin Vinny. Ooh, that was also on my list. I almost called that one. I think you've actually said that one before. I think I have. Yeah, Jeremy, you have, yeah. Yeah. All right. Utes? Yep. That movie is so quotable. Like, cause there's so many just unique lines that like you could never in a million years would you think, but yeah, so good. Um, okay. So Jeremy, it's back to you. Second pick back to me. Second pick. Um, yeah. So there's a handful of movies in this kind of, um, vein, but I'm just going to take the one off the shelf that deserves to be put there. Dumb and dumber, uh, quote it every day. Um, it, it's on in the background of almost everything I ever do. It's just fucking perfect when it comes to stupid comedies. Was that the first big um, Jim Carrey one? Was that like the first one that no. exploded, or was that I think like his mass? first one was? I think his Ace Ventura was first. Ace Ventura was first. Okay, Ace I Ventura, it was then it was this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite things about Dumb and Dumber is. Uh, it was a super classic actor. I think it was Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we met um, Jeff Jeff Daniels at a, a word cere- award ceremony thing, and he stopped him. He said, "Your work with Jim Carrey." He goes, <laughs> "He goes what?" He goes, "Your work with Jim Carrey." He goes, "You mean Dumb and Dumber?" He goes, "Yes, that is the most honest and true friendship that's ever been put on cinema." And he was like, "Oh wow!" He's like, "Wonderful!" <laughs> it's like, it's like, like that is cool, but it is—it's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so me next. Um, this one had to be on someone's list, in my opinion, or I would have disowned you people. Um, Tommy Boy. Yup. Uh, this movie is—it's so perfect for being what it is. Well, not its so sequel, good. Black Sheep. Which is not a Black sequel, Sheep just is exactly great. the same movie. Yeah, again. it's just the same movie again. <laughs> which is ex- turns out that's all we wanted. Yeah. It's just more. It's like you don't need to make a sequel. Just make another good movie. That is, that is one of the strangest cinematic like things ever to happen. Where they just make yeah. two movies, same actors, different plot, completely. Well, same was, movie. That was the '90s in a nutshell. It's just like, uh, what if we just got like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in another movie? And you're like, okay. I'm like, what if we got David oh, Spade? But they were, and, but they were, but they were like, different just, plots. Sure, is... it was, but like it's your black, but it's black sheep's actually different. Like it's different. the The whole point of the movie, though, is it ends up just being, um, what's his name, David Spade, and um, why am I blanking? Chris on Farley. Name? Chris Farley. David and Chris just being alone for most of the movie, and that's the key. Is like yeah. when you take them out of society, and it's just them being dumbasses together. It's perfect. Okay. Um, did you actually real quick while we're on the topic? Did you guys see the interviews with David Spade on um, like the making of later 
and they're they're talking about the scene where they're on the side of the road and he hits him in the head with the board and then they go to the diner and like the Jesus what happened to your face line is like completely improv because he actually had a bruise on his face because they hit him with an actual two by four because the balsa wood didn't look real. So they said they hit him in the head like 14 times and they were like, fuck it, get a two by four. That sounds right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, Parker, got your last two picks. All right. uh, Since I'm just going to go ahead and throw this hard because I'm actually going to go with I'm going to throw the vote that is because I know Mm -hmm. I'm not winning this, but I'm going to pick two movies that I love from this era so much. And um, that's the point of this is to talk about movies we yeah. appreciate. And the first one is Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell, Captain Ron. Captain Ron is great. Captain Ron is an amazing movie. Um, that's one of those like people forget about too. Like it's, yeah, yeah. no, that's, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is the one that started it for me. And I know he kind of devolved into, really terrible movies but this one i loved deuce bigelow male gigolo god that was a good fucking movie i love deuce bigelow male gigolo um i actually like the hot chick with him better uh the hot chick was not terrible but man deuce bigelow was funny deuce bigelow was so funny do you spell gigolo with a g yes yeah I always thought it was a J. Wow. Okay. Pay me ten dollars. <laughs> you pay me. You pay. Yeah. No, you pay me five dollars. <laughs> you owe me like two thousand dollars. He's like, no, you pay me ten dollars. You don't pay me for this drink. I'm gonna stick this swizzle stick straight up your right up in your pee hole, sir. That's Norm McDonald too. Rip Norm McDonald. Yep. There was Amy Poehler. Was I love that everyone here knew who the bartender was. He's in three fucking seconds oh, yeah. of that movie. Yep. There were so many wonderful comedic actors in that. And a lot of them before they were really stars. Like Amy Poehler is one of the women he uh-huh. dates with uh, the Tourette's. It's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, oh that God. was a ball hair. What we need is a strike hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they he gets into the fight with the woman, and then she he finds she finds out whose house it is. He's like, and she like takes her. She's like, don't tell so and so about the shoes, yeah. and walks out. <laughs> Antoine. Antoine. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't tell. Don't tell Antoine. Man whore. About the shoes. Is he pussy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best he bitch in my entire man stable. You do things that would sicken the average man. What is it? Uh, Michael Clark Duncan who plays like the overweight black woman, or is no. that just? Oh somebody no, else? that that was just a that was just another actor. Uh, okay, yeah, that was just a uh, <clears throat> that was not. But the, the scene where he goes in, he's like, I think there's a mistake. Did you say steak? Like, Did you say yeah, steak? We steak. cried over that scene <laughs> when they're at the courthouse and he pulls a chicken leg out of the breast or whatever and starts eating it. Oh my god. <laughs> That that the, every that movie is dripping in, and again, like that that it just maxed out, right? Like it was uh-huh. as good yeah. as it possibly could have been for so what good. it was, right? Um, okay, okay. Gla- I'm glad um, you guys. I'm glad you guys felt. No, same. no, it's it's a good movie, one. but no one's gonna pick it as their favorite, no, right? So no. it's like the Ugly Duckling, uh-huh. but it is good. Yeah, like I'm not gonna complain about watching that movie. Yeah. Um. So this is this is really hard for me. These two movies are like right there with each other. I watched them both a ton as a kid. No um, way you're stealing mine. Can't do it. No, I, I'm, not, hard I'm not trying to steal you. I'm being me. I'm not trying to be you. Mm. And if I picked it, I would lose. So I wouldn't want to do that anyway. <laughs> um, I have to go with the one I think I actually like the most. So I think I'm going to go with Happy Gilmore. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. All right. Uh, Jeremy, last pick. Um, you caught on to the Adam Sandler train. I'm going to follow you. Uh, the one that I thought he was the most like lovable in Wedding Singer. 
Like that one just made me like Wing that's an good. actually good movie yeah. and is fun and like has a heart and all that. Like I really enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. This is gonna I've catch on. Times. No one's gonna wear that outfit. That is ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, trust me. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> where he's wearing MJ's outfit. Yeah, who's <laughs> the white glove? The glove. Yeah, yeah. Already, Aaron. What is what is this silly movie that no one's ever seen? It's an amazing movie, The Full Monty. Mm. Is that where they all get naked? <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've have never seen, seen it? it. I have not seen okay. it. I just remember what it's about. Parker, have you seen it? Yes. Brandon? Mm-hmm. Ah, I called it at the beginning. Only Parker would have seen it. I don't know why you're happy that you like movies that nobody has seen. Uh, I just am <laughs> I, happy I that I Michael. know you so well that you refuse to watch good movies. I like, guys, check it out. This week, I've got another three movies no one's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're definitely going to win the vote, bro. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Full Monty is drastically Monty. underrated. It is okay. uh, one of the perfect combinations of drama and comedy that exist. Like I understand, right. there's like stupid comedy, like Dumb and Dumber. Like that is just pure yeah. comedy. This give is the, a very funny, witty. Give me the one paragraph synopsis. Go. Uh, out of work construction workers in England uh, have to raise a bunch of money. Wonder why women get. Easy money for taking their clothes off. Figure mm. they can do the same thing. So they start stripping or? Yes. Okay. But it's picture like, you know, out of weight, you know, overweight, chubby no construction way. workers um, mm-hmm. that get, uh, they just want to strip. But then I guess someone puts out that they're actually going to do it all, you know, mm-hmm. take everything off, a.k.a. the full Monty. And now the last part of the movie is about whether they're going to or not and the insecurities they have. Um, so it is a combination comedy drama uh, that I just think is a really good movie. Okay, it's uh, an English film. It, it also t- it also like like you said, it very clever not cleverly, but it very intently touches on some like serious subjects mm-hmm. while also being ostensibly about these men who are who have promised to hang dong. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it is an interesting movie. I see interesting because it, you know, took some real, it took some risks and it worked. Cool. Oh man. What's up? Pick swingers. I forgot about that one. I've seen that a million times. Swingers. Swingers. I don't know that one. You never seen swingers? Mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn, that entire group of dudes make movies like all over the place. John Favreau. That's where he came from. You're saying uh, put, I a, put it on the list. Put on the list. That's where the whole, like all when right. people say Vegas, baby, Vegas came from that. The- should yeah. you double down? You always double down. Well, I just fucking lost. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. I also put Wedding Crashers on the list. Is that a 90s? No, I just, no. I'm yeah. putting it on the list. Oh. For me to watch. Yes, that's a- an amazing After the movie. Full Monty, sure. No. Mm. That's a, hold on, wait, wait. Don't watch. Mm. Do not watch. <laughs> Dark it, it, Skull movie. It was the... <laughs> Mm. Hold on, wait, wait, uh, Monty Dong. All right, I got a list going. <laughs> oh, something about Mary. Fuck, I missed that one too. Oh yeah, I, I, that was a fun one. I didn't grab me as much as everybody else. The Water Boy, it. son of a bitch. Water Boy's good, but I think I'd still put Happy Gilmore. Like it was so like okay. First of all, you should not let eight year olds watch Happy Gilmore, but. 
it was very informative of, for me as a child. Like it warped my brain. Yeah. I think my favorite one of his movies of that era might have been Big Daddy. I really mm. liked Big Daddy. It was movie. later, but yeah. It was like the last, it was like the it, capstone it was, of yeah. that era. It was the most like mature of all of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was also a really funny movie. And they still yeah, had I some of the slapstick you. stuff, like lamb and tuna fish, perhaps spaghetti and meatball. It still had that kind of goofy things, yeah. but it was more serious. Mm-hmm. I think that, I tell you what, you could make another list, right? And the one you include, the, what I'm about to say, is going to be the one who wins. It doesn't matter. If you wait, put wait, Army of what? Darkness in oh, yeah. the five, category five, and put any fucking other two movies, that's the one that'll win this week. Army of Darkness is the bait telling It's you. not in the 90s, though, is it? I thought it was in the yes. 90s. What, what year did it Army of Darkness is 1992. 92. Mm-hmm. I don't think Army of Darkness carries the same weight it did like 10 years ago or 20 no. years ago. Uh, however. With our, with, with our demographic that are voting, I think you're <laughs> actually, So I've actually experienced the opposite. Every time I bring up Army of Darkness, people are like, oh, I never saw that. Like, uh, oh, Austin Powers? Yeah, I, Austin okay. Powers. So that was weird getting honorable mentions. It was the, that was what I was trying to split Happy Gilmore with. Is Austin Wayne's Powers. World. Groundhog Wayne's Day was one of mine. I really Groundhog like Day is good. Day. I had Clerks and Clueless. Clueless yeah, again, great. I didn't see Clerks till I was older, so Clueless is its own thing. Like, oh, Friday? Oh my god. I love Friday. Yeah. I remember that phenomenon. Friday. Everyone thought Friday was the greatest movie ever made. God damn it. South Park movie? I already picked it, but that's in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alrighty. You guys got anything else you want to cover? We got plenty in the can. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thanks for coming out, everybody. See ya. Hopefully you Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Uh Aaron, uh I will probably have stuff for you tomorrow. I will definitely have stuff. I might not, I might have everything. Um I was in a hurry today and I put uh, the wrong thing on the printer, so it's currently oh, no. not printing your smoke. Mm. But uh how am I going to make rain tomorrow night? As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go put the smoke on the printer. I just need to actually do it. Okay. But I won't have time to reprint it if it fails, so not just not gonna fail that's the plan okay good Alrighty. goodbye everyone night so long